ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Tabernacles kicked off this weekend. Um, it's going to get cold real soon, and I guess I won't be able to wear shorts much longer. <laughs> that time of year again, my friends. Even the witches are coming out. I see the uh, Spirit of Halloween stores popping up everywhere, so we bind that in Jesus' name. Command those to disintegrate right now in the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Um, Saturday night, as you know, is uh, Dr. Pat Holiday on with School of the Deliverance. So we're always excited to have Dr. Pat on tonight. Uh, I want to praise God today that I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, praying with Dr. Pat, and I got some deliverance today. And uh, that's what this program is about. It is about uh, deliverance, miracle healing, uh, evangelism for Jesus Christ. And we're going to open up the lines tonight for prayer, 917-889-2745. We'd love to hear from you. Love to pray with you. If uh, the Lord has done something for you in previous programs. We'd love to hear your testimony. And so uh, that will be the number tonight you can call in on, 917-889-2745. By the way, it never changes. That's a dedicated number. So if you wanted to program that into your cell phones, you can use that to contact us live on the air. But you could also use that to uh, listen to the show live if maybe you're traveling and, and you know you have access to uh, uh, you know a cell phone with a long distance, unlimited on there, then you could listen to the full three hours some nights that we do. At any rate, um, that's basically the uh, the deal. Let's, uh, without further delay, bring on Dr. Pat. Stand by. Let me go to the phone. Dr. Pat, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. How about you? You're sounding great. I'm doing, uh, yeah. doing awesome. Praise God. Amen. God is good all the time. Yes, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, uh, I think the uh, the students are in the seats uh, in the School of Deliverance night. <laughs> oh, okay. Church and demon demon activity. You like that one? Hey, that sounds really good. Let's go for it. Okay. Well, you know, when you look across America and you look at the church, you see uh, that the church is almost totally in a backslidden condition. Everywhere you look, pastors are falling away. Whole congregations are falling away from the power of Jesus and Him as their Lord. 
and they're falling into uh, what we call playtime Christianity, better homes and gardens Christianity, and they're also falling into another gospel, another spirit, and another Jesus. Now, you know, the Bible says that there can be another gospel and another Jesus. And as a matter of fact, I've cast out that spirit of another Jesus many wow. times over the years. And that spirit is uh, very deceiving. And uh, we'll talk about that a little later on, but I want to put some basics into the spirits uh, of our people's lives so that they can understand what's going on. They need to be able to discern the church you're in, the ministry that you belong to. Is this ministry, is it stable? Is it is it a real Christian church? Has the pastor backslidden? Uh, should you be praying and fasting about how... Uh, uh, moving your fellow your fellowship to another place because you see Jesus said the day would come when people would not understand sound doctrine and he said there would be a great falling away and the Lord spoke to me some time back and said we're in the great falling away and many Christians don't understand they know something's wrong they know they're not happy. They know that they're in some sort of a, a a battle that's coming against their marriages and against their lives, against their health. They don't see preachers as they used to be able to heal them and to be able to pray for their needs. Uh, they see a lot of uh, jumping, shouting, crawling on the floor, and snakes crawling and all kinds of crazy stuff, and that is not the power of God. But I want to uh, just cite in and show you some of the uh, signs uh, of attacks that you get when you're in a church. And Dr. Beth, uh, before mm -hmm. we start, uh, I failed to pray. open up the program with prayer. Would you go ahead and pray for the show tonight? Oh, yes, okay. Father God, we lift up this program and we ask that you clear our minds, that you will release the anointing over us and over the ears and the minds and the eyes of people that are listening. You said in your word that uh, there would be people with eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church in this hour. And so we ask you, God, to keep us on track. You said the Holy Spirit, that he was our uh, teacher. And we invite the Holy Spirit in this program and to take control of our minds and our, our teaching openness in the name of Jesus. And Father, we bind Bozy away from this program and we bind every devil of witchcraft, wizardry in the chat room, every devil that would try to work powers against the people listening, the people that are giving out this lesson tonight. And we bind it away from us and back to where it came from. We put tents over the 
ministries of those wizards and witches, and every ritualism sacrifice, every blood sacrifice, everything that they are doing to destroy this work falls back as they do them. The tent will not let those things escape. We give you praise and glory, God, tonight, that as we speak, your words will be life to the people that are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. And we amen. thank you and praise you for Omega Man's baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I receive it. Amen. <laughs> amen. God is good all the time. Well, whenever you go to church, a lot of people are surprised to, to, to know that the devil is faithful to go to church every time the doors open. He sends his minions in. He sends his agents in. Who are his agents? His agents are, are witch, witches and wizards. Yes, they go to church too. Uh, if you were to get the book Witch Doctor and the Man, you would see in that book that after they're trained by the by Satan, uh, what happens is that they uh, they are given assignments and they are assigned to Christians, and those Christians they are responsible to get their souls back for the kingdom of hell. And uh, so uh, they are given something that they call uh, psychic computers, is what Bishop Kenko called it. And they can actually see into your house with that psychic computer. It's a spiritual computer. And they can see where you go. They can see what you do. They can see your weaknesses. They know the open doors to your life. And... So, also, witches and wizards can see into your house through crystals. And so, uh, you have to be very, very careful about the objects in your house. And uh, they look through uh, the crystals, and it, it becomes like a television so that they can watch you supernaturally inside your home. Now, what can we do as Christians to protect ourselves from that? And I'll get back to the churches in just a moment. You can protect yourself. The Bible says that we can hide under the rock of Jesus and that we hide under his blood covering, his blood covering. Jesus shed his blood to protect you. So... When we pray at nighttime, we ask Jesus to give us a good night's sleep, cover us with his blood, and then we ask him to put the wall of fire of the Holy Ghost around our households and around our families and around all of those people that we're praying for. And then if they send things out, uh, we also, by the way, ask the Father to send linking angels to protect us. There's so You've got a lot of protection, friends. We ask God to build a hedge of protection around us that no snake can come through. You have the most fa uh, uh, 
the most powerful proof weaponry known in the universe to protect you from the evil one. You just have to use your weapons. And you have to, the way you use your weapons, you speak it. It comes out of your mouth. You say, Father, tonight I put the blood of Jesus covering over my house. I put the wall of fire of the Holy Ghost. And that's what you speak the words out of your mouth. And your words in the spirit realm, uh, anchor those protections around you. So, once you understand how to protect yourself in your homes, then when you go to church on Sunday and you go in the church, the devil and his minions go to church and agents go to church, his, his witches and his wizards, and uh, at the same time, uh, it, all of his assigned devils come to church, and they know who the hypocrites are. Bishop Canco told me, he said, uh, Satan told them never to bother the hypocrites. He said, they already belong to me. He said, zero in and try to get the real Christians. So that's why whenever people become Christians, all of a sudden they find a great big attack coming against them. And they can't understand why, because some of these false ministers say, come and get Jesus and everything's going to be all right. Oh, he'll pay your mortgage off if you give me a dollar. Or if if, if you do this or that, uh, he'll get you a Cadillac. Oh, he can heal cancer. You just send me the biggest dollar that you got, the dollar bill. And that is not Christianity. Those people are going to bust hell wide open if they don't repent. Get that into your spirit. And if you're in a church like that, get out of it. Because they can lead you into the pathways of hell. Amen? And so... uh When you go to church, one of the very first things that the devil will use is a spirit of oppression during the services. Now, what is oppression? Oppression is when, uh, do you remember the ad on television where they had chains around a man's head and then they took a hammer and they were hammering on his head? And if you've got a headache, buy this particular aspirin or that. That's what oppression feels like. It's a, it's a force on the outside of you. It's not on the inside. It's on the outside of you. That is like the word says, oppress. It presses down on you. And so when that spirit of oppression comes, that's to... Uh, to so that you're thinking about your headache instead of what the message is. And uh, then the next thing he can do is he will put a spirit of fear on you. Now, according uh, to the word fear is the exact opposite of faith. And so uh, in order... To hear what is being said, you have to bind oppression 
according to Matthew 18.18, and you have to bind the spirit of fear and cage him. You say, I bind you in Jesus' name, oppressing. Get out of my mind. Get off of my head. Fear, I will not have you. Get out of me. Get in that cage. You do a spiritual warfare. And then the next thing is keeping the mind busy. People come to church, and after the service, you'll say, well, did you like that sermon? Well, they probably didn't hear a word of it because wives are sitting there saying, I wish the preacher would hurry up because I want to get home and get my roast out of the oven. I hope he doesn't overlap too long. Uh, oh, I wonder where Janie is. She told me she was going to the beach today. Uh, my husband was so angry at me this morning. I think I'll go buy him a gift when we leave church. Just all kinds of crazy things going on in your mind. That is not normal. That is a spirit operating. Now, let's do this. Let's take authority over these first three attacking demonic activities because just as they work in church, they're working right now to keep you from hearing this message. Amen. So we take authority over oppression and we take authority over your mind being very, very busy in Jesus' name and the spirit of fear. And we command those spirits to go into the cage in the name of Jesus right now. We break every wizard, every witch, everything trying to control the chat room that's been sent to divert people from finding God in Jesus' name and encage those things. And every person in the chat room, we include on this, these cagings of these spirits. Now, in the name of Jesus, we command those spirits to come out of the people right now. You yes. just, wherever you are, you just take a deep breath and blow them out and a cough. And Jesus is standing right in front of you, and he came to set the captives free, and he will free you from that right now in Jesus' name. That's right. Yes. Now, the next thing that comes into your your uh, church is strife and accusations. Now, how many churches have you been in, and there's always the woman in there, and she knows everything, and she's spreading every word that she hears every place. Even if people are not members of your church, she'll go tell them what she knows about people in the church. That's a spirit of strife and accusations. And let me tell you something. Some of those things that are being spread can even be truthful things that you know about people. But you have to learn to be very slow to speak and very slow to to gather up a gossip and strife and accusations and spirits of division and all of those things Uh, spirits of mistrust, spirits of suspicion, uh, spirits of critical spirit, uh, spirits of fault-finding. Oh, look at 
Sarah over there. Look at that short dress she's got on. She shouldn't come to church like this. And then after church, everyone's ear that you can get, you talk about Sarah's dress. Uh, that is a spirit of fault-finding. And so we need to understand that strife, where the spirit of strife is, the Bible says every wicked devil is. So we need to begin to guard ourselves from the spirit of strife and these um, these other spirits that I just named of gossip and slander. And uh, another thing is a spirit of envy can come in. And uh, they can sit there and listen to a message. And then after church at the restaurants, they're tearing the pastor apart. Oh, I hated that word. I don't think he studied for that message. Oh, I hate his wife. Oh, look at his children. Oh, look at what she wore to church today. I think that's ungodly. And yakety, yak, yak, yak. And see, what happens when you're one of these people that uh, keep uh, strife and accusations swirling in a church? The devil loves that. And he is the author of those things. And the reason he loves that is because all of those things are the opposite of love. You see, when you're a Christian, your main concern should be inviting people to the church so that they can find Jesus, get saved, and grow in the Spirit. And these kind of things that I just described to you of devils operating through you in your church causes divisive spirits, and it causes the person who is the object of your mouth rattling and chattering about their faults. Those people can feel those things in the airways of a church. You can go into many churches and you can feel, this church feels strange to me. I don't feel the love of God in this place. And it could be that God isn't there. But it could be that the preacher's up there preaching everything they know, but the congregation is willful and sinful and running with these kind of spirits in them that have never been cast out. So you don't want a dirty spirit in you that causes these things to happen because if you have them, what will happen is you can destroy churches. You can destroy ministers. You can destroy baby Christians. One of the things that I found out over the years is Whenever we would um, uh, have a witch to, or a wizard uh, or Satanist come into the church and get set free, get delivered, well, you know, when people first come out of darkness, alcoholism or being a prostitute or whatever it is, when they come out of those things, it takes God a little time to get them back together so that they look like a Christian. And what you should do is just keep them covered with the prayer and love. Keep them covered with the prayer and love. And bind every spirit that I just named off of those people and say, Lord, I'm going to love them. I have compassion for them. 
and I release your love of them. And the next thing you know, they will evolve into that person that they're supposed to be when Jesus lives in their heart. Sometimes it doesn't happen in the first hour that they're saved. Amen, Brother um, uh, Shannon. Amen. Sometimes it just doesn't happen that quick. It doesn't mean that they didn't get delivered. It means that the Holy Spirit comes in, and then day by day he begins to sanctify them. Yes. It's the Holy Ghost that makes us holy, friends. He's the one that guides us into all truth. He's the one that teaches us everything. Let me tell you a story about me. When I first got saved, I came out of politics. And um, I was a very worldly-looking woman. And uh, I uh, used to have 35 wigs. Uh, It would take me two or three hours to put my makeup on. I had the false eyelashes batting all the time and uh, always had my lipstick on, uh, had the false fingernails and designer dresses. And so I didn't look like the average Christian woman that you that you would find. So lo and behold, somehow or another, we ended up in a church of God. Now, my brother can tell you about this because he was raised in the Church of God. I know it very well. Uh, you familiar with the beehives? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have short hair. You had to have uh, a little uh, bun up on top of your head. You couldn't dye your hair. Uh, in other words, I took all my makeup off, my false eyelashes, all my jewelry. You couldn't wear any jewelry. I took my um, my wigs off and had a little bun. My hair was naturally colored. And um, my husband walked around for a long period of time grieving for me because he thought I had lost my mind. And uh, But one night, uh, he, uh, and by the way, a lot of Pentecostal people, tend to get overweight. And the reason that they do, about the only thing left for them to do is to eat. <laughs> oh, they, they love to eat pork, too. Yeah, and after Especially church. Especially us down south, you know. <laughs> and after church, they're always sitting around the restaurant eating fattening things. And so I had gained from a size uh, 10 all the way up to a 14 by the end of this period of my life. But we had to go to a political meeting one night, and it was the first one that I had been to since I became a Christian. And so what happened was um, I put my, uh, I I got my clothes out, and uh, the Lord told me to take a dress out that was a size 10. And uh, I said, well, Lord, uh, I can't get in that dress. I said, I'm a size 14 now. He said, just lay it aside. And then I started, I said, Lord, can I go to that, can I go to that uh, party and at least wear my wigs? I just feel awful. And he said, go ahead and put your wig on. So I go to the party and nobody recognizes me because I'm a different person. 
with the makeup off and the wig, even though I had the dress on and all. And somehow the Lord let that dress fit me. But see, you can live your life so that the Lord is correcting you. So at that particular party in uh, political gatherings, everybody lies. Everybody lies. So my sister had given me this gorgeous uh, mink coat, and it was black and brown. And a woman came over to me, and she says, that's the most gorgeous mink I have ever seen. Where did you get it? And I said, I got it at Saks Fifth Avenue. And then uh, the Lord started bugging me. You know you didn't get that at Saks Fifth Avenue. You tell her the truth. And I said, and I'm having an argument in my mind. If I tell her the truth, she's going to think I'm nuts. He said, you tell her the truth. And finally, I interrupted her and I said, ma'am, I got to tell you something. I didn't get that code at Saks Fifth Avenue. I said, my sister gave it to me. And her eyes went up to the her the edge of her hairline. And she turned around and walked away from me. And uh, I said, see, she thinks I'm crazy. He said, it's better than you getting a lying spirit. And you see how spirits come in? If I had not told the truth when the Holy Spirit convicted me to tell her the truth, I would have had a lying spirit to come in right away. Because the door would have been open for that spirit to come. So God works with us and keeps us straight, but we have to be obedient to what he tells us to do in order to walk free. So Let me make sure I've got that, that right, Dr. Pat. This is very important. Okay. Go ahead. If a person realizes uh, that they have told a lie uh, and they don't correct it, uh, they're really opening the door for a lying spirit to enter in. Or if... Um, Someone has asked a question and they're trying to premeditate and yeah. thinking they're going to lie. Either way, if you tell the lie, uh, you've opened up a demonic gateway for a lying spirit to come in. That's exactly right. And most uh, every time the Lord will convict you, you will feel crummy when you do things you're supposed to do. Let but me tell you, you see, how important that is. Uh, excuse me for over That's coming okay. over the mic. Folks, I saw a lying spirit face-to-face. I was in a mass deliverance service. There was a man that walked in. He knew something was wrong. He needed deliverance. And when the service got underway, he was at the begin- the front of the um, the podium there on the floor. Five guys were having to hold him down. And I was minding wow. my own business, Dr. Pat, and they said, can you come over and hold his leg? Uh, small guy. And it took five grown men to hold him down. The The demon was so strong. I went over and grabbed his leg. Well, I worked my way up to around his head, and I asked the guys, what's wrong with the guy? Do you get any discernment what it is? And they said, the name of the spirit is a liar. And I looked into him, and he was full-on demonized. That's a serious spirit right there. And we don't want it, that to come into us, so we need to be very careful what we say, and we need to make sure we tell the truth. I just want to add that in, because I've seen it eye to eye. Well, you know, in First John, there's a, a scripture It says, my little children, and I'm paraphrasing it. It says, my little children, I desire that you not sin, 
But if you do, you have an advocate with the Father. Yes. And so uh, the Bible tells us that when you sin, confess the sin and get it under the blood of Jesus. If you fall into sin as quick as you can, you say, Father, I'm sorry that I did that. I put it under your blood. Forgive me. And you keep the door closed from any spirit from coming into you. Uh, And so I believe Jesus is strong enough to keep his people free from devils. Amen. But it's a relationship between him and the devil. I mean, excuse me, between him and God. Because the devil can't come in unless he gets your okay. Now, if let's take a man that's in uh, adultery. And he comes to a deliverance ministry and he says, I've got a spirit of adultery. I'm playing around on my wife. Can you cast that out? And you can say, sure, I can cast that out. The demon will leave because he's in agreement for that demon to leave. And then when he leaves that that uh, church uh, or that deliverance ministry, and the next day he goes back and does it again, the Bible says that seven worse spirits will come into that individual. Wow. And he will be seven times worse off than he was before. Now, see, one of the problems in the deliverance ministry is that many deliverance ministries are used like a emergency room in a hospital where uh, where you, you get hurt and you begin to feel the blood. And so you run over to the uh, hospital, and uh, they uh, bandage the blood, the bloody place back up, and then you go on and you're okay. Uh, well, some people use the deliverance ministry that way, and uh, so uh, you can't um, you you can't cast spirits out of people that are not sold out and committed to Jesus because they'll just get seven times worse every time they come. Right. Now, let's let's just think about that. And you help me, Bruce, because in a lot of ways, you're a lot smarter than I am. But let's say that, that somebody comes and let's say that a spirit of adultery are in them and I cast it out. And the next night, they go out and commit adultery. And the demon goes to the dry places, is the way the Bible describes it. And it comes back, uh, and it looks to see if that person has vacant vacancies inside of them. That means that the spirit of, uh, of demons of adultery left, and they're empty. And now they have to fill themselves up with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, and they have to uh, uh, walk in agreement with the Word of God. And so he goes and commits adultery, and that spirit comes back. He says, hey, come on, fellas. He's in sin again. And they bring seven worse spirits back. And so then he comes back to you as a deliverance ministry the next week, and you cast it out again, and he goes out, and then the next night does it again. Then those seven spirits plus the one, which is eight spirits, uh, come back with seven more, each one of them, 
and the eighth spirit's got seven more, too. Now, do you know about math, how many spirits that would be just in two deliverance sessions? Well, at least 56, you know. Well, uh, or, it would be, it would be, it would be, it, it's calculus. And it keeps on until that person gets so demon-possessed that that person will become like Saul in the Old Testament. And you know the scriptures in Saul, uh, David would come, and you know anointed music brings the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus, and it drives devils away from people. Yeah. And, and, and as it did with Saul. So, uh, uh, David was, uh, a psalmstress and worshiped God in the fields all day long. And so when he would play his harp, the Bible would say, said that the troubling spirit would lift off and Saul would, would, uh, be free. But then Saul kept going back willfully to his own ways. And then one day, David came in and played the, the harp. And when he did that, the Bible says that uh, Saul took a javelin and threw it at David. And what that means is, is all those devils kept coming back and reinforcing until he could no longer receive deliverance. And so he, a murdering spirit rose up to kill the man of God. And uh, by the way, deliverance ministers and learners of the deliverance ministry, uh, whenever a deliverance ministry it, it casts devils out of people, and if those people go back like that, like Saul did, a murdering spirit rises up to kill the deliverance minister's ministry. They can't kill us because they've got, well, they can, but most of the time they don't. But um, they kill your reputation, sure. and uh, they put chatter all over lies. You, why they'll do just like they did Jesus. They'll say, "Oh, she's the lesbian. Oh, she goes out on her husband, or whatever." The, you know, they said Jesus cast out spirits by Beelzebub. They'll do those same things to a deliverance minister. So, just expect that. Well, Doctor Pat, uh, we—I uh, didn't want to miss one thing there. Uh, we were, we're talking about the uh, the man or woman who engages in adultery. They get the demon cast out. Then they go back out and they do it again. Uh, there's also the uh, the facet, folks, of uh, STD, sexually transmitted demons. Because right. when you leave with another man or woman outside of marriage, you've created a soul tie with them. You now book, both become one flesh. And the word says, can you take fire in your bosom and not get burned? Don't you know that if you lie with a prostitute, that you both become one flesh? And so the point I'm trying to make here is any demons that your sexual partner has, now you have. They come up the sexual cord. And if that person has also been promiscuous and maybe has had ten partners now, they've got all the demons from those ten partners. Now you've got them. Dr. Pat, a person could walk away with legions. Legions from one affair. From one affair, legions. And see, uh, Jesus said, flee fornication. And I don't think that the church ever fully understood what he was talking about. Because when you fornicate or when you commit adultery, 
you become joined to that person spiritually, physically, emotionally, and mind, body, soul, and spirit. And what happens is, uh, even when you separate from that person, a piece of your mind goes with that person. We call it fragmentation of the mind. Yes. And what uh, fragmentation of the mind is this. You are single-minded. And when your mind becomes fragmentized, what happens is it's just like taking your a piece of your mind, throwing it on the floor like a glass splattering everywhere. And, and so you become of unsound mind and you become double-minded. So if you've had an affair with uh, 2,200 uh, people, let's just use that figure, yeah. your mind is all over the world and everywhere you've been. If you've had uh, fornications, uh, adultery spirits with prostitutes, your mind uh, and your spirit can be filled with unclean spirits. The Bible in, in uh, Psalms uh, warns you, and Proverbs, not to go with strange women. And that's why, because uh, you get infected. It's just, like, it's just like if you go into a place that somebody has an infectious disease, that just by breathing you can get that disease. The same thing happens when you commit fornication and adultery. Uh, you're becoming infected with all of those devils that is in the, those people, and not only the devils that are in those people, but you're becoming infected in each person's uh, line, plus all of the men and women that they have become infected with and all of their bloodlines. Yeah. You know, science believes that. And some time ago, many years ago, I read that, for instance, one homosexual, they say, scientists said this, they said that uh, that one homosexual could have had as many as a thousand men. Wow. And so you can see the danger. And the Bible describes it over in Romans chapter 1. Uh, it describes the fall of a human being, sin levels. And the last sin level described in Romans 1, and some of this stuff you're going to have to re-listen to this tape, take notes, and look these things up for yourself, because we're covering a lot of ground fast here. But Romans 1, the last level of sin is homosexuality. And that particular sin is the one that comes and brings what God calls a reprobate mind. Yes. And when they become a reprobate mind, that's when they lose consciousness of who God is, and uh, they are susceptible to every evil thing in the world. Wow. Uh, homose uh, homosexuality, by the way, over the deliverance ministry I have found, comes a lot of times down the family lines, from people that have parents that were Masons, and they have parents in Jehovah Witness and Mormonism yeah. and uh, witchcraft and wizardry. 
those sorcery spirits and homosexuality always flow together because in some of the initiations, particularly in the Satanist group, uh, they have to commit uh, uh, homosexual gay acts to be initiated. For instance, in the skull and bones, uh, the skull and bones is a, is uh, what George Bush was uh, going to college and John Kerry and others, and they have to lay in a coffin in their fraternity. And they have to confess every sexual thought that they have ever had. And then when they raise them up, that's called their new birth, from the coffin, then every person in that fraternity has to go with them in sodomy. And so so, uh, these people are unclean people. Well, no wonder they, uh, they get together at the Bohemian Grove for three weeks every summer. And it's an all-male club, and they import actual porno stars. Exactly. Uh, Alex Jones got in there, and he got the scoop on it. And uh, I want to make another comment. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain claimed to have had 20,000 women that he had laid with. That had to have been one demonized man. And uh, back to the point Dr. Pat was making about King Saul. He was demonized. Um, David was sent in there to play the harp, and he would get deliverance. Maybe that's one of the first deliverance stories recorded, but the point is, is... He opened the doorway to murder. He ended up consulting with a witch of Endor. And then a suicide, suicide spirit jumped into him, and it was too late. He falls on his sword, and he dies. And that's why you've got to get deliverance. You've got to get these demons out, because they'll progressively open the, the door for stronger and stronger ones until you have death and destruction enter you, and you're dead. That's so exactly right. It's not anything exactly to play around right. with, folks. It starts just opening the door. Remember, the demon will get its foot in there and it opens the door for its friends. They run in gangs. I've never met anybody with one demon. They probably have legions on average, Dr. Pat. Yes. Let me give it back to you. And let, let, me, uh, let me go into Saul just a little deeper for you. to show you. He showed you how one devil opens the door for others to enter. And it got to the point that King Saul could not hear from God's servant. For one thing, he died, uh, uh, Samuel. And uh, the, the you know, King Saul uh, ran all of the uh, witches and wizards out of the, out of the country in the beginning of his reign. And so, uh, but they're always underground whenever they're persecuted. And so uh, he said, find me a woman with a familiar spirit. And they took him to the witch of Endor. And so when he goes to the witch of Endor, she recognizes him and is fearful for her life. And he says, I'm not going to hurt you. He said, I need to know what's going to happen. I'm going to go into battle. And I'm really paraphrasing this for time's sake. But uh, what happened was, she conjured up a spirit. Now think about this. She conjures up a spirit. And uh, the spirit was conjured up. It didn't come from heaven. It was conjured up from the underworld. It was not the body and spirit of, of uh, Samuel. It was an imitating spirit. Because the Bible forbids us to talk to the dead. 
and God would never let Samuel come and talk to King Saul through the command of a witch. That's number one. So he was talking to a deceiving spirit. And that spirit prophesied over him that the very next day he and his sons would die on the battlefield on the top of Mount Gabor. And we know from that, uh, from the Bible that that actually happened. But there's more to the demonology of this that I want to point out to you. And what it is is this. As soon as the spirit pronounced the curse of death on King Saul, what happened was that the witch made them food. And she slaughtered, I believe from memory it was a lamb. But she made a blood sacrifice and fed him and his men that blood sacrifice. And they ate it. And what that was for was to seal him and that prophecy that it would be carried out. And so if you don't understand that witches and wizards have power, they do, but they only can have the power that you give to them. And him uh, getting an agreement to go to see the wizard, or the witch in this case, going to see her uh, opened him up for the powers of darkness to come in and take total control over his life. And then I want you to notice that whenever he submitted his life to the witch to tell his fortune, then the curse came down from him to his sons, and his sons were killed up on the battlefield with him. That's the way witchcraft operates. And it's right in the Bible for every pastor to see. It's just that they can't see it because many of them say, well, a Christian can't have a devil, and that's all they ever say about it. Well, you see, if a Christian goes out and commits adultery like many pastors have done. Many of them have gone out and committed homosexual acts. Many of them have gone out and taken drugs, all sorts of things. Let me tell you something. Those people are backsliding Christians, and they're loaded with devils. They're you know, loaded. Dr. Pat, <clears throat> we've seen five witches come to Jesus Christ in this program, and you know I love the witches and the warlocks because... I know what awaits them. We had a uh, member of the, uh, a, a master of the, the dark path who was told to sacrifice his son when Jesus Christ stepped in and saved this man. Uh, he wasn't going to sacrifice his son, and they tried to kill him. And ultimately, the witches and warlocks, they age very quickly. They're given a limited amount of power, and then ultimately a demon will push him out through a uh, seven-story balcony when he can and push him to their death. They all die early. Right. Yes. And so uh, we don't we don't want to lose any people because we know that when the spirit leaves the body, um, they wake up in hell if they didn't know Jesus Christ. So, you know, I'm praying for the witches and the warlocks out there, but I'm here also to tell them that are listening tonight. We've got a whole coven, I think, tuning in. We know how to do spiritual warfare, my friends. And so if you try to send any curses here, they're going back on your head a thousandfold in Jesus' name. You will find out whose God is greater. Your fallen demonic spirit, Lucifer, who, by the way, his name is Satan now. He lost his first estate. 
he's not beautiful like he was. Or you'll find out that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is more powerful. So right now, out of love, I bind the strong men in you listening right now. I cage all of your demons. All your demonic powers are stripped from you now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I cage your demons. I apply the blood of Jesus to them right now. And I ask God that you loose angels to go down and read the word of God and marinate those demons right now in Jesus' name. And I ask God that you send your Holy Spirit to take the scales off their eyes and lead them to repentance in Jesus' name. Let me give it back to you, Dr. Pat. And the people in the chat room, chat to them about Jesus. Make them listen to the name and the blood of Jesus. But, yeah, and uh, now when you take, uh, remember the story of Abraham, and he and God told him to take him up to the mountain. He told him to take him up to the mountain and sacrifice him. Remember yes. that story? Well, uh, briefly, citing that, uh, that boy was on the altar before God told him, before God told him not to kill him and furnish the sacrifice of the lamb. And so uh, part of that, uh, the spiritual meaning of all of that was that God was showing Abraham that he does not require human blood sacrifice. And before the Lamb of God came, uh, that they were uh, killing lambs in the uh in the synagogue we would call it today uh but uh he does not require blood sacrifices and so when you do uh, studies in the bible about blood sacrifices witches and warlocks always committed blood sacrifices uh in the uh confrontation up on the mountain with Elijah they they didn't have an animal to uh, kill, so they were cutting their own selves to shed blood for their power. How many and, witches uh, died that day, Doctor Pat? There were three thousand of uh, of uh, Jezebel's um, prophets of Baal. I guess one man of God filled with the filled with the power of uh, God. Yeah. Amen. And and under the obedience of God. Yeah. And so, uh, but you see, he had to, uh, what he had to do, he was the body in, or the, I call it the water hose. We're like little water hoses to the Lord. Uh, we are his vessels that he uses to do his work. And so, uh, he was the body that God uses to pronounce the words on this side of the veil. Uh, to accomplish his work. And so whenever he, uh, whenever God told him, you know, to dig the ditch, he was obediently dug the ditch, put the water in, put the water in, and then it, the, he uh, put the rocks in to rebuild the altars of Israel. And then God uh, called down, He he's the one that called down the fire of God, and the fire of God dropped and uh, melted the rocks, let the water up, and uh, uh, gave him the anointing to speak uh, the death over the wizards and the wizards of that of that um, meeting. Yes. And so uh, they don't know how fragilely they stand. Uh, there are some Christians that don't play around that will actually 
one day they'll come and attack somebody that knows what they're doing, and they'll cut that silver cord, and they'll die. Because if they're out of their body soul traveling, and somebody cuts that silver cord that belongs to God, that yes. person will die. I know. Uh, just for the information, I, I cut silver cords every night, Dr. Pat. Yeah. Well, I know uh, over in Ghana, I know in Ghana they, they uh, appear in forms of things like crabs, uh, snakes, or things like that. Yeah. And uh, they have these little uh, marketplaces like they have out in, uh, in America called flea markets. And so uh, one person found a dead crab at one of the um, at one of the booths. It was an extra large crab. And later they went to that person's house, and that person was deader than a doornail. And so witchcraft is not a playtime thing, and it's not the most powerful thing in the universe. And if you're a witch, you need to repent while you can. You need to go up on Amazon and order the book, Witch Doctor and the Man, City Under the Sea. And he was in one of the most powerful echelons of wizardry in the world and uh, got saved. And uh, you will find out that it's very dangerous to be a wizard or a witch in that book because you can lose your life. Uh, playing around with this stuff, and Christians, you can lose your life if you're playing. If you're not real, don't get involved in all of this stuff. If you're on there playing church and playing, like I saw some nut on there the other night, and he was putting hexes and curses on people and saying he was an atheist and all of this stuff, brother, you can lose your life doing things like that in real Christianity. And I know you don't see any power in most of the churches, but I'm just warning you, don't fool around with me. Because I tell you, I've never run from a devil, and I've seen many of them run from me. And I know how to defend myself. So you need to really consider what you're doing up in that chat room, which is because this is not playtime Christianity that you're involved with. Not we at all, know and, uh... speak up. Dr. Pat, we're going to take a five-minute break. We're at the top of the hour, and then we're going to be back on uh, again with Dr. Pat Holiday, continuing tonight's message. And if you would like to call and pray, your number is 917-889-2745, and we'll take your call and pray for whatever need you have tonight, and we'd love to hear from you if you have a testimony. So we'll be back in about five minutes. Amen. All right, we're back uh, live. We've got Dr. Pat Holiday on tonight, uh, teaching in the School of Deliverance. And uh, that uh, song that I just played called Witch's Cauldron, that's by uh, a pastor named Dr. Stephen Houston. And uh, that was uh, for all the witches out there. If you do not come out of the occult, you will end up in hell, and your only hope is Jesus Christ. But he can set you free, and he loves you too. Um, would that said, let's go back to the line, get Dr. Pat on, and if you'd like to call him for prayer, the number tonight is 917-889-2745. Dr. Pat, I have you back? I'm right here. All right. 
I'll give tell you, you this is some show, isn't it? We had a whole coven of witches that had tuned in, and uh, uh, I want to thank you, Rando and Bams. Uh, they're doing the program over the night, and I alerted them to also pray with us, and uh, I want to thank everyone for praying. And uh, The seed was planted with them. So, um, Did they leave? Uh, they left immediately. They all vanished simultaneously. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I hope that they went give away. Me, uh, give me that link. Give, I'm going to go over there. Give me that link to your show. Yes, ma'am. Uh, How did I it get there? You're going to go to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Omega Man Radio. Okay. And uh, if you look at the bottom of the chat room, you can see who's tuning in. And I, I looked, and all of a sudden I saw red pentagrams, and I saw all types of people with, uh, you know, witch names. And so apparently they decided to come out. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I believe in the prayer. I believe that uh, they have went away with their demons bound in cages. And um, they didn't leave the same as they came. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, they they know. They know. They know when somebody's got the anointing. But we're praying for them. We want them to to come out of it, just like the other five witches have. Yeah. Well, so uh, we are we're back on the air. Let me uh, give the microphone back to you. Amen. God is good all the time. Amen. Um, So, really and truthfully, friends, what what the message tonight really is is that the deliverance ministry is very, very needed in the churches. And in America, it's not utilized because the pastors have never been taught uh, about the deliverance ministry in their um, in their churches and in their seminaries. Yes. And uh, so they, they think that it's just for the mission field. Uh, I'll tell you a story. I used to go to this church, uh, Assembly of God Church in Jacksonville, and uh, what happened was um, the pastor uh, had a, a minister that came from Brazil. The guy was uh, uh, an American ministering down in Brazil, and so the guy, uh, the pastor, he got up and told us. He said. Uh, when I come to America to raise money for my work, he said, the pastors tell me to um, uh, to not talk about witchcraft, that American people are not interested in it, that we know that it goes on on the mission fields, but don't talk about that. And then that uh, evangelist was like Billy Graham down in Brazil. Yeah. He said, well, he said, I can tell you the Lord spoke to me and told me that the day would come that in order for them to be able to survive, he said, uh, they would, uh, churches would have to go into all-night prayer sessions. Wow. Uh, when Bishop Kenko comes to America, he says that there's more devils running wild over here than there are in Africa. And he said also they were just absolutely shocked at the uh, amount of um, uh, people that um, that are demon-possessed in the pastors in the church when they come yes. here. 
and uh he said that um that he couldn't believe because he, they think they're coming over here the a country where the God is on their money and all that stuff, and they come over here and see a backslidden church, and they're just absolutely amazed amazed it's that it's that um that's, it, that is the truth, Dr. Pat. It's that bad in the American church. Uh, they're actually having to send missionaries to America now. Yeah. We have uh, moved so far away from God, and that's why this uh, country is going down. But I do believe families can be saved. And um, while I don't uh, believe it's going to uh, get any better here in America, unless, of course, our president and the leaders would call a national day of prayer and... Um, call sin, sin, and call for restoration of Jesus Christ into the classrooms and the courtrooms, then I think that we would have a fighting chance. But I don't see that happening, and so the best we can do is uh, get our own houses in order, get deliverance for our families, and then go help people that God puts in our path. That's exactly right. You, What you have to do is pray for your families, your church, your pastors. You have to pray for the country. Uh, you see, the Bible challenges us to pray for our country so that we can live in peace. Yes. And we're not living in peace because people are not praying for their country because Obama's in. And they say, well, what what is the use? The country's gone. I don't pray for it. That's just a statement of somebody's stupidity. It is. We should pray for our leaders. We should pray for our president. Uh, and, you know, the Bible says uh, basically anybody who asks, you know, for the day of the Lord to come is really foolish. They don't know what that really means. Folks, I hope that uh, we've got plenty of time before the day of the Lord. And um, that's going to be a terrible day. My point here is I believe God can delay judgment, Dr. Pat. Uh, if enough people would get up and pray, he delayed judgment on the end of 40 years. What happened? Yeah. When, uh, you know, Jonah um, went in there and preached a message, well, they received yeah. it. They all repented, and God stayed his hand of judgment. I believe we yeah. could have that happen in America, and I'm not saying give up by any means. We should pray right. for our leaders every day. You know, one man or right. one woman binding and loosing can make a difference in the name of Jesus, can it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's been uh, stories about one man or one woman going over into one country and and taken the entire country for God. Wow. And, and uh uh but they're people of uh prayer and fasting. And see if you think that you can be a deliverance um uh minister and not pray and fast, you, you got it you got it wrong, man. You gotta read the word, you've gotta True. pray and fast. And then you will be able to get the directions from the Spirit of God. And Amen. so, go ahead, Shannon. And I'm thinking real soon we're going to be calling a uh, an Omega Man radio fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get a concerted fast going on. I know it's about time for me to fast. It'll do me some good. Yeah. <laughs> All of because us what need is it that. Do? You know, Isaiah 58 says, is this not the, the fast that I've calling to break the bands of wickedness, to set the captives free? So fasting will break demonic strongholds over people, over nations. Um, and also there's a blessing there. It says the glory of God will rest on you. 
That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Well, fasting breaks the yoke, and what it does is it gives powers to bind up the powers of darkness. And so uh, everyone that wants to work for God, you're going to have to fast. Uh, it just, it just is, it's just a fact that you're going to have to fast. You cannot, um, there's no way that you can uh, go out and whip on devils and get the mind of God and not fast. It just doesn't happen. I want to announce again, Dr. Pat, if uh, someone would like to call in tonight, would like prayer, share a testimony, have a question, the number is 917-889-2745. No, that's right. Uh, Jesus said there are some demons that only come out through prayer and fasting. Right. So uh, I think that's a prerequisite to really do some real deliverance is uh, to cover that base, to fast, stay covered in the blood. And uh, I think you'll see uh, some mighty move of God that way. Yes, you will. And uh, as far as blog radio, as our students get uh, further trained, uh, what will happen is if they will pray and fast, what will happen is uh, on the nights of uh, the program, if they will fast some for us, the programs will get even more powerful than they are now. Wow. Amen. Amen. So if they want to uh, if they want to learn those things, glory to God. God wants to uh, you know, God wants to um show us things. He wants to show you how to win every battle. It's not the biggest secret in the world because um, Jesus uh, loves his people and he loves people. Look, he loves, he loves people that serve the devil. If yes. he didn't, he wouldn't have, ser- he wouldn't have saved uh, Canco. He wouldn't have saved them. I wrote another book on a man called Solitary Satanist. You can find these things up on patholiday.com under the e-books. But he loves human beings because he died for them. And he shed his blood for them just as well as he shed his blood for us. And so uh, we just need to understand that we are his instruments. And, uh, you know, Jesus knows how to play songs. And he knows how to take an instrument like Paul and make him the most powerful, powerful minister in the New Testament. He took a man that was a heathen that was killing Christians, had an appearance, changed him, opened his eyes to see spiritual, supernatural things, and Paul became a great deliverance minister, uh, a person that could understand uh, the Bible and and wrote it, understand what Paul was. Paul was the link between the Old Testament and the New Testament Gentiles, the Jews and the Gentiles. Yes. Although he was a Jew, he was the preacher to the Gentiles, is what the New Testament calls him. And so we see, you know, we see 
that God is very powerful and he can take from the very intellect in any nation and convert them and make them a preacher to the very lowest person sitting out on the street. I have a lady that I converse with, and she's a born-again Jew now. Uh, She's a a wonderful lady, and uh, she um, was a heroin addict. And she would go out and sit on in front of the cathedral and beg every day so she could buy her drugs. Wow. And she was a raggedy woman, you know. And she says, she said that one day she was sitting out there and these sandals came. And she, uh, she never looked up at the people because they'd just look away from her that she was so tragic. And, uh, so, she said that she looked at these uh, sandals standing right in front of her, and she looked up, and Jesus was standing right in front of her. Wow. And he said, why are you here? I didn't create you to take drugs and sit and beg in front of this cathedral. And he told her where to go, and she went to this certain prayer meeting, and there was a man in there that used to walk by her every day, and he took her name to the prayer meeting, and he said, we got to pray for this woman. She's going to be my wife. And uh, they said, oh, she's that old drug addict over there. You're not going to marry her. Oh, yes, I am. And God took her to that prayer meeting and cleaned her up, and they got married and got kids. Praise and today God. She's, she's in the ministry today. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? Dr. Pat, it's it's. It's uh, an example of what we should remember in the body of Christ as we see uh, brothers and sisters wounded, or maybe we see them uh, crying out or manifesting. We've got to overlook that, and we've got to look at the, uh, the, the root cause. It's a demonic spirit many times. Amen. And we've got to be willing to uh, work with these people, not throw in the towel on them, help restore them, because our tendency... And I've seen this a lot recently. In fact, it's happened to me is uh, is uh, get thrown under the bus, and um, you know, people say, "Oh, I don't want to be friends with you because you don't agree with everything that I do." Uh, so they'll cut you off from Facebook. They'll delete you. Uh, you've got to keep a line of communication open with these people. And folks, just as Jesus said to Peter, Satan seeks to sift you, Peter. But once you're converted, help your brethren. So Jesus knew that Peter was going to be tempted by Satan, sifted by Satan. You know, there's a sifting going on right now in the church, Dr. Pat, and he'll even try to turn all the members of the body of Christ against each other and get them distracted so that they're not going after the true enemy, which is Satan and his host of hell. And um, Jesus knew that uh, that Satan was going to sift Peter, is my point, but that Peter would persevere, and then when he came back... um, he would be stronger, and he'd be able to help his brothers that were just going through that sifting process, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so uh, there's some individuals that I know right now that uh, they started out great. Uh, they were taken down by Satan. He didn't want them to move powerfully, especially in the deliverance ministry. And uh, I'm working on a couple of these individuals now and um, just praying for them because I believe that if they can be converted and come back, then um, they could do some powerful damage to the enemy. That's what we need. There's so few deliverance uh, workers out there now as it is. 
Yes, and uh, see, the Bible says my people. It doesn't say the people out there in the world are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Yes. It says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I mean, you know, brother, it's just like there's a big church here in Jacksonville, and this particular church is connected, uh, one of the biggest churches, to uh, uh, um, Todd Bentley's group, the Third Waivers. Yes, uh, Rick Joyner in that group. Uh, yeah, and uh, Chuck Pierce. And yes. this particular group of people are Knights of Malta, which is a secret uh, fraternity, a That's secret right. group. And the Bible tells us not to take oaths in the New Testament. And all of these preachers are being led by Rick Joyner. He goes all over the United States ordaining preachers into the Knights of Malta. Yes. And when you go into those things, you leave Christ, friends. If you have gone and become a Knight of Malta, or you're following this third wave movement, you better get out because I'm warning you. You're going to bust hell wide open. You are not going to heaven saying, oh, Jesus, on Sunday, I love you. And you're out there serving the devil in secret orders and following high wizards and witches like that. And I tell you, they're coming here this next weekend. And uh, uh, I know, I know that I'm a prime object of attack from those people. But and I want uh, I want ahead. for that reason, Doctor Pat. Everybody listening out there to add Doctor Pat Holiday, Miracle Internet Church, Brother Dennis Williams, uh, to your prayer intercessory list this week. Again, there is a concerted effort to kill Doctor Holiday. There are groups that are coming into the area there. There are high witches and warlocks involved with Rick Joyner and C. Peter Wagner and Chuck Pierce. Uh, many of them are agents of the uh, the CIA, I believe. And um, we need you in agreement to bind the strong men in them and to bind those demonic spirits that do not want the deliverance ministry, the true deliverance ministry, to move forward. Because I believe with everything that's, that is legitimate, Dr. Pat, there's also a counterfeit, even in the deliverance ministry. Yes. And yes. Uh, I was invited to go to one minister uh, named Harfush, who's an eighth-degree black belt, has a chain of karate schools across the country, and we know that that's a demonic gateway through the witchcraft of the Chinese uh, martial arts. And uh, you will go to these services expecting to get delivered, but you leave infested with demons because they'll do a karate kata, put their hands on you, and you'll have a transference of a demonic spirit, stronger than what you had when you first came in there, now going to and you leave with. And that's what happened with the false fire revival, the Kundalini spirit, Todd Bentley coming in there, calling down the fire of this fallen angel named M.O., People, you know, Amen. barking like dogs and and flapping their arms like chickens and slithering along the ground like snakes. And people said that's the Holy Ghost. That's not the Holy Ghost, people. It's not the Holy Spirit of God. That's a Kundalini spirit manifesting in these people to fool you. And if you don't have discernment, okay, you'll go in there and let them lay hands on you. You're going to go out with a Kundalini demon. And then who are you going to call at 3 a.m. when the thing manifests? Or manifesting your daughter... And she has to go to the intensive care unit. She's trying to take bites out of her arm, trying to bite her toes off. And by the way, I want to give a praise report there. Praise God for the deliverance ministers. 
that are still out there, like Dr. Pat Holliday and a few others. That child got deliverance uh, this morning, Dr. Pat. We got a report from Johnny Ova. In fact, uh, the child was brought to a church. She got delivered, and uh, the mother accepted Jesus Christ as her Savior. But, folks, if uh, if you don't know anything about the deliverance ministry, don't have someone that you can contact, you're going to be in a world of hurt because you are going to get contaminated in most of these New Age churches that are connected to the third wave. And uh, that's why we spend so much time on deliverance. And we have the school of deliverance on Saturday night. And we have the other programs that we do. Because you need this information to to stay alive out there because of the mass effort of the enemy going in, trying to infiltrate churches, and trying to deceive people. So again, you have a real Holy Spirit. You have a demonic Kundalini spirit. You have real gifts of tongues. You have witches that practice in false tongues. I know a warlock that does that, by the way. He told me, he says, I've been practicing speaking in tongues for six months. Well, I, I, I told him, that's not the Holy Spirit you got. Okay, well, especially you since know, you told me you're a warlock. Go ahead, I'm sorry. You know that the Mormons talk in tongues, don't you? Wow. You know that? No, ma'am. They sure do. God have mercy. And we've got one running for the highest office in America. But, uh, you know, the um, are you opening the phones tonight, Shannon? Yeah, the phones oh, are yes. open, aren't they? Yes, ma'am. Uh, we're going to announce it again. The number is 917-889-2745. Uh, feel free to call in. We'd love to hear from you. Love to pray with you. Have a testimony, question. Uh, the lines are open. Go ahead, Dr. Pat. Uh, would you tell that story uh, of the little girl in the hospital and... The gent going over there to cast it out, it was so powerful. The wrestler. Yes, ma'am. I got a call from Johnny Oval last week. He told me, he said, Brother, I need you to be praying. Me and Brother Matt Moser have gotten the invite to go over to the um, emergency room, the intensive care unit, over here in upstate New York. Uh, A call had come in that this little girl, about eight years old, had went off to summer camp. She was fine before she went. She comes back and... It's not the same girl. Uh, She's got all kinds of weird behavior going on. Uh, She starts to gnaw on herself, starts to try to take chunks, bite her arm. You could see teeth marks on her arm. The mother was beside herself naturally, takes her to the hospital. Uh, It got so bad that they uh, admitted her into the intensive care unit. She had a spirit, I guess, of self-destruction that had hit her, among other things. Don't know exactly what was the gateway that she came back demonized, but she was demonized. And so they go in there, and they got in a little bit late, and normally there'll be an electronic door that you've got to pass through that they lock off at 9 o'clock. Well, God, through his providence, uh, enabled them to walk right through there. The door was open. They weren't stopped or questioned uh, because they were coming in after 9 o'clock when the visiting hours were over, and they make their way into the intensive care unit. And the mother's there with this little daughter, And they go in, they love on the girl, and they said, you know, Jesus loves you. And every time they would say Jesus, she would look at him and start spitting. And uh, they said, wow. So they kept, you know, trying to love on her, and then they said, well, let's just pray. And so they started to pray, and the girl starts to manifest and uh, starts to convolt around. And then she gets up on her feet, stands up, and she raises up on her the balls of her feet. And they said, well, something out of the exorcist. Her whole um, 
face started to change. She starts to foam and froth at the mouth. And then she started to flip around on the floor and um, starts to just scream because as they were binding these demons, you know, they were coming against the enemy and they didn't like it. So she was screaming her head off. You could hear it all the way down the intensive care ward. This is, you know, after 9 o'clock at night, people were trying to sleep. And uh, the doctors and the nurses rush in there. They thought she was dying. And uh, at this point in time, she's flopping all over the floor. And the doctor said, you know, hold her down. So it took five of these adults to hold this girl down. She had superhuman demonic strength. And the um, doctor said, get 25 cc's of, or milligrams or whatever it was. The most powerful uh, drug they had, they inject in her arm, and it did not even phase her. The one doctor looks at the other doctor. He says, should we give her the shot again? you up in the name of Jesus. He says, you just gave her the most powerful drug that we have in our arsenal here. And Johnny Ova says, uh, brother, this is a deliverance session. Uh, what you're going to give her is not going to phase her. She has demons. Let us continue our work. And then there ensued an argument between the nurses and uh, Johnny and them, and they ended up getting booted out of the hospital. Well, <laughs> you know, the devil did not want the deliverance session to continue. But at least they had gotten in there and planted the seed there. They had started the process. Well, the uh, the door opened up, and they were able to uh, get the permission to go in today. Uh, apparently, the girl got released, and they had them meet him over at a church. And Johnny Ova um, told me that um, Deliverance Ministry prayed with the little girl. She got set free of the demons, and then her praise mother God. came to Jesus Christ. Thank you. So, Jesus. you know, praise God for the Deliverance Ministry, because what do you do when this thing happens to your child or to your your spouse or, you know, to your your family member, and you know that they're being tormented, and uh, maybe they tell you that um, they want to commit suicide. I had a call come in at midnight one time, and this girl was going to jump off of a balcony. And this call came in all the way from India. What are you going to do? You're not going to help? Absolutely going to do what you can do. And I'm learning, just like anybody else. But we prayed, and this demon started to manifest in the girl. The point is, is uh, we got her some help that night. Praise God. Jesus Christ helped the girl, and then she was able to get some further deliverance later. You know, we were able to at least bind those demons over the phone and um, and stop them from driving her off that balcony to her death in Jesus' name. But my point is, is uh, if you picked up the phone and tried to get a hold of one of the televangelists, you know, they probably wouldn't even take your call. If you go to some pastors, they'll say, uh, you're crazy, go see a psychologist, you need antidepressants. And Dr. Pat, what happens when a person <laughs> tries to medicate a demon with uh, psychotropic drugs? Well, it seals the demons in, and they cannot get deliverance. They can't get uh, off of those drugs except little by little. So you don't just come and say, get off the psychotropic drugs so we can deliver you, because it, it gives a shock to the brain and the body, and some of those people will uh, try to commit suicide and... Uh, all of these mass uh, killings in the schools, they've all been on psychotropic drugs. Hold on a minute. Dan, Dan Bissell, I take authority over you and I bind you up in the name of Jesus. I command all of those devils in you to be caged in Jesus' name. I seek the Holy Ghost to come and arrest you in Jesus' name. 
I forbid you to curse anyone on this radio program or in the chat room in the name of Jesus. I command every devil's mouth to be bound with the blood of Jesus in the gags from this time and throughout eternity for coming and trying to interfere with what the Holy Ghost is trying to do. In Jesus' name. Now, if it continues, I will command the spirit of blindness to come on you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. And our lines are lighting up, so we're going to take our first call. And if you'd like to call in tonight, number is 917-889-2745. Caller, you're on the air with Dr. Pat Holliday. How are you tonight? Yes, caller, go ahead. I can't hear him. Okay. Uh, caller, uh, take yourself off of mute. We have you on the air. Yes, I can. I think I can hear a little bit now. Are you there? Okay. Um, I'm not sure. They may be having technical difficulties. We'll go to the next caller. Stand by. Uh, caller, you're on the air with Dr. Pat Holliday. Hello? Okay. Let us go to the next line. Hello, I think I know this guy. Rendo, how are you tonight, buddy? Hey, brother. Can you hear me okay? I hear you great. All right. Then there's no attack coming on me. Let me say something real quick. And I'm watching this attack that's going on in this chat room. Here's what we're going to start doing, guys. Just so you know this, Dan. Uh, you guys, you're not going to win this fight. I've been over on another show over at BAMS. we got a prayer warrior show going on over there. We are going to travel around in teams from now on on Blog Talk. We are God's people. We're an army. We stand together. Whether we're in the same room or not, we are going to gather together in agreement in prayer and to protect each other and, and put a covering over each other with the fire of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to demand that you stop this stuff in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're going to apply the blood to this room from now on. We're going to do it to every room. We're going to travel around in groups. We're going to gather together in agreement and prayer and numbers that will blow your mind, Dan. You cannot win that will not change any hearts. We love Jesus Christ. He is our master. He is our Lord. Yes. You're in the wrong place if you're trying to change somebody, if you're if you want to cause trouble. You can't do it. Our joy is complete and secure. I pray for you. I pray for your salvation, and I pray for you to come to Jesus and learn what a pitiful little soul that you are really right now, that you're bound for hell, what you're doing, brother. I pray for you. I love you. Everybody in this room loves you, but we don't like what you're doing. It's not right. It's not fair. And you know what? It's just a really, really foul thing to do, really foul thing. So we're gathering together in prayer, and prayer works. A little while ago, you know, Kevin of Witches watching or listening in on your show. We gathered together in prayer over on Bam's show, and they left. They left, and uh, and we're going to do it. There's power in prayer, absolutely. Amen. Praise absolutely. God. Absolutely. So praise God. You're absolutely right. In the name of Jesus, holds power over anything, Dan. And uh, and don't. Uh, I'm asking you not to push people like Sister Pat and and Shannon and myself. We love you. We don't want to hurt you. We want. We don't want you to hurt. We want you to know joy. We want you to know peace. And then I've got to say one other thing, just as man to man. Why do you even come here if you don't want to hear the sweet word that we're talking about? You need to go out to one of these other shows where people just like you that are lost and in the dark. You need to go commune and fellowship with those people where you belong. And when you want to know the truth and you want to feel the love of Jesus... 
come talk to us, we'll all tell you about it. Are we in agreement with that, guys? Amen. Amen. Okay, that's just something that's on my heart. I'm not going to stay on here. I know you got other callers. God I bless you, Randall. Attest, I wanted to attest and a witness to the power of Jesus. Amen. And, uh, Amen. I would like everybody to go check out uh, blogtalkradio.com slash Rando. Support Rando, the Mando Show, and also shouts out to Bombs, B-A-M-H-S. Uh, and uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the Women's uh, Prayer Warrior Conference tonight, go over and download the MP3. I heard it was an awesome show. God bless you, Rando. Let's go to the next caller. Uh, caller, you're on the air with Dr. Pat Holliday. Hi, Brother Shannon, Dr. Pat. Can you hear me this time? Oh, here you great. There you go. <laughs> Good. Hi, um, Dr. Pat. I was in your church as a visitor last night, and then I was... Oh, um, I, yes. As Bonnie. I spoke earlier on Bam's show and loved that and love all the Christian fellowship going on in the chat rooms, and I do appreciate that. And I'm standing in agreement with Rando's prayer, so thank him for that. The reason I'm calling, um, I would like to know, as far as taking deliverance to the streets or to other people, and this might kind of sound weird because most of the time a demon-possessed person isn't going to seek or agree to that deliverance, but do they have to or do we as believers have the, the power and the authority to cast those demons out of other believers? Uh, we have the power and authority to cast demons out of other believers, and other believers can have devils, though the preachers say they can't. You mm-hmm. see, in America, what happens, Bonnie, is that people come out of uh, of uh, homosexuality and drugs and all kinds of bad things, and what happens to them is that they come up to the altar and they say, cry out for Jesus to save them. And then the pastor says, go and sin no more. And then they're tormented inside because the demons have never been driven out of them. And when Mary, when Jesus, uh, when Mary Magdalene came to Jesus, what happened was that Mary Magdalene, uh, he drove seven devils out of her. He didn't right. just say, oh, Mary Magdalene, you're a sinner. Come and believe on me and everything's going to be okay. He That's had good. to clean her. He had to clean her. And okay. I I see that when Jesus was sitting after the resurrection, he shows him, uh, the Bible shows him sitting by the river, crying and cleaning fish. And the men were out in the boat, and they were catching fish. No, they weren't catching fish. He says, little brothers, have you caught anything? And they said, not a thing. He -hmm. said, cast your net on the other side of the boat. And then it took every one of them to to pull the fish into the boat. But what was he doing? He was cleaning the fish. And I would believe that that was symbolic because he called them as fishermen of men. And right. he was showing them, you've got to clean the fish. You wow. can't just, you just can't call people to get saved. Now, when they get saved over in Africa, the first thing they do is they bring them in and the ministers gather around them and they break the curses over their lives, the family inherited curses coming down the generational lines 
and they cast those family spirits out of them, and then they do deliverances on them for being in witchcraft or whatever lifestyle they're coming out, and then they teach them how to stay free and to serve Jesus. And over in America, the preachers just say Christians can't have demons, and Christians believe that. And meantime, Christians are very, very, very tormented because they have demons. I minister to them all the time. Does that answer the question, Bonnie? It does, Bonnie? Uh, in a way. Well, let, me, yes, let, me, let me introduce you to uh, Blog Radio. Bonnie was in my meeting last night, a very lovely woman, and uh, she has a street ministry in Jacksonville, oh, and God. she ministers to the women, and her husband ministers to the men off the streets. And so, Bonnie... Um, you found a place where you can fellowship and where uh, people will love you, and I'm sure yeah. that some of these blog radio people will be interested in listening to your testimony because you've got a great testimony, too. Well, we've got a great God. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely. That's big. That's big. Yeah. You wouldn't have yeah. a testimony without Jesus. That's right, and I thank you, and I'm so excited about the connections that God is bringing into my life. And it all started with Omega Man, so, sir, uh, brother, Shannon, and I thank you for that, for your efforts. Um, though you may be weary at times and wonder if you're reaching one, you are. I don't even know how I came into contact with you, but I am so thankful to God for it. We give the Lord Jesus Christ and Father God the, the praise for making it possible, so thank you very much. Now, there's people, there's uh, Setting the Captives Free, which I believe is Glenn Dickey, isn't it? Yes. She wants wants Bonnie's, uh, she's trying to get to you, Bonnie. Do you know Glenn Dickey? I see her on here. I was talking to her in another blog room over at BAM, so I see her back on here, so I'll grab her. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bonnie, God bless you. Stay in touch. Thank you, you too. Yes, I will. All right, God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, if you'd like to call tonight, the number is 917-889-2745. And when you do, I think it'll tell you to press 1 or 2 on your keypad uh, to ask a question, and I'll see your hand go up. So let's go to the next caller. Okay, uh, caller, you're on the air with Dr. Pat Holliday. Caller? They might have their mic up too loud. Yes, caller, someone calling from a 200 area code. It looks like an overseas number. Call you're on the air. Turn their mic down. Yes, sir. Uh, try turning your mic down. Hello? There you go. Yes, you're on the air tonight. What can we do for you? Can you okay. hear Um, I could not. Let's try the next one. Okay, no, caller, okay. you're on the air with Dr. Pat Holliday. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Hi, Shannon. This is Marjorie. I called the other night regarding hey, Colm. Oh, hi. Colm, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, he heard us on the radio, and he was happy. Uh, you know, he came outside. He goes, I heard you on the radio. I, you know, I heard you praying for me and stuff. Then. But then the next, I mean, the activity in the house, just he just tore things up and, you know, quietly. And just made chaos in the house. My daughter says it's worse now. And I said, I know. I said, I don't I don't know what to do. 
Now, Marjorie, um, when you called in tonight, it was just me. Uh, I've got Dr. Pat Holliday on tonight. Yeah, Marjorie, I'm glad to hear her. <laughs> would you tell Dr. Pat Holliday, would you give her a, um, a brief background on the situation? I want her to know about your son. We're going to pray for him again. Okay, well, you know, I don't know, Shannon, I don't know if it's just, you know, my son, or I don't know if you got my email. Yes. Yes, I, I did. I sent you the email. I just gave you a background, um, <laughs> kind of a, a wide background. There's so much in our past that... When, uh, when Colm was about two years old, that's about the time you believed that uh, an evil he spirit saw, entered into him. He, he started screaming out of his bedroom, and... I went in there, and he kept on pointing at the wall, and he said, there's a monster, 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 and he's just screaming. I took him out of the room. I tried to take him in a little bit later, and he said, no, monster, monster, monster. And then I I had him sleep with me that night, and the next morning I took him into the room, and he kind of, he sighs, and he goes, oh, it's gone. And then um, we moved into another house, and he started talking to something under the bed. And mm-hmm. he started doing really bad things. I mean, he scratched my mother's car around her whole car. I asked her, you know, I asked him, did you do that to Grandma's car? And he goes, yeah. He goes, they said it would be fun, but it wasn't very fun, so I'm not going to do it anymore. And he would tell me that he would be tormented at night. He won't admit this now, but he used to, you know, tell me he would be tormented. They would burn him at night. You know, the demons would. He would see the demons. He told me there were all different sorts of demons. And then I tried to get something done in the house. And I don't, I don't know. I didn't tell you, Shannon, but I started seeing things in the house. You know, I was on my bed and I looked up above my bed and there was this huge spider. And I'm going, oh gosh, please don't, please don't fall on me. I thought it was a real spider. It climbs up in this hole in the ceiling and there was no hole. And then I was on the bed and well, can I go to baby? Yeah, go ahead. I was on the bed and this little red snake slithered across the floor and like disappeared halfway across the floor. Yes. Um, we, uh, we were downstairs in the downstairs room watching TV. My older son and my daughter and. It sounded like the kids were just running around, just jumping on the floor. And so we run upstairs and we go, guys, would you please be quiet? You know, we're trying to watch a movie. And they're just sitting there quietly on the bed, you know, saying, "What?" we were just sitting here watching TV. And I said, not now, before we came up here. And as soon as we went downstairs, the same thing again. And, like, Josh, one time he comes, Josh was 12 years old at the time. I have eight. I think I told you in my email, Shannon. I have eight children. And I raised them most of the years on my own. But um, Josh comes upstairs and he goes, I'm really scared, Mom. I'm scared. And I said, why? And he goes, because Colin was doing some really evil things. And he says, I started praying for him, you know, in the other room. I just, you know, quietly was praying for him. And he said, he came out and he says, you stop praying for me. They don't like it. Wow. You know, and, yeah, so <laughs> we've dealt with him. And he's just very sneaky, loses How time. old is he now? How old is he? Is he is 12 years old now. Okay. Do you go to church? Oh, yeah. I go to church. He doesn't like to go to church. He's okay with it now. He used to just, I'd take him into church and he'd fall asleep. You know, I told I told Janet, and it, we were Catholic. We were Catholic and stuff, and he would just fall are asleep during the consecration. Still, 
Are you still Catholic? I haven't been going. I'm really having a I'm really having a crisis of my faith and stuff. That you know, I mean, I've always been I've been raised that way since I was 11. Um, I I became Catholic uh, because I had I was turned off from the Baptist church because I. I think I told Shannon that they kicked out our pastor because he wasn't bringing in enough money. And then I went to church with my um, godparents, and they, you know, I got to, um, I said, no, I want to be Catholic. You know, this is where I belong. And so I started going to the church from then on. That's how I became Catholic. I found out my mother had been Catholic growing up, but she had left. She had had an affair when she was married to her first husband, had an affair with my father, left her husband, got married to my dad, and got pregnant with us children. She now, Marjorie, my dad, right. so Marjorie, took, let me ask Go ahead, I'm sorry. Let me yes. ask you this. Uh, you, did you get born again? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, you know, did um, you, that, I started you, going to the Baptist church. Um, wait when just I a was, minute. Wait, I know all that. Now, did okay. you get the Baptist did you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. And uh, you are not going to church now at all? I am more listening. I've been listening on the Internet to the, okay. you know, to Nathan Leal, to to those preachers, because I've gotten more from them than I was getting from church. All right. So All right. I've been spending my time with the Lord. I, I have been, you know, He's been calling me. He, well, I've always been His, always. But I was hit. I told Shannon in my, I, I gave him a long email to kind of a, a really broad background of our background. We were raised very badly. My mother, she, she didn't realize it, but she had been, um, she went to a deliverance ceremony. And she found out that she had condemned herself when she was five years old because her uncle had molested her. And she blamed herself and she condemned well, herself. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's just, uh, let's stay on what you called about. Okay. Because, uh, you okay. know, we don't have hours here, I know, but, I know, uh, I know, I know. But you called about your son. And your yes. son uh, is demon-possessed. And he's still demon-possessed? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Marjorie, okay. tell Dr. Pat the, the other detail. You did take him to some Catholic priests, and they tried to do an exorcism on him? Yes, they did. And what and happened? He, he told me, I asked Colin, I said, you know, do you know what they what we were doing there? And he said, oh. I, and he was six years old at this time. He goes, oh, I know what we were doing. And I said, well, how did you know what we were doing? And he goes, they tell me. And I said, who tells you? And he goes, or I said, how do they tell you? And he says, in my brain. And I said, and then he looks at me and he goes, you know, Mom, I always know what's going to happen before it happens. Okay, you know I mean? now Marjorie, Marjorie, we got to get a hold of this because of time. Let me ask you this. Um, is he asleep right now? No, he is not in the house. He is at his friend's house. He's at his friend's house? Yes. And um, He's not here right now. Okay. Well, what we're going to do is, uh, what what friend is he? I can at? bring him home really fast. He's five minutes away. I can call. How, how long are we going to be on the? We've got a we've the, got another hour, so there's plenty of time. Would you like oh, to go okay. ahead and go Marjorie? get him? Go get we'll, him and uh, bring him home. We'll bring him home. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'll, bring I'll him I'll home bring and him call home. us back. 
Call us okay. back. I will okay, do that. Go ahead. Go thank you, Marjorie. Thank you. We'll we'll be looking for your call. Okay. All thank right. Bye bye. All right. Okay, uh, Shannon. Listen. Um, she called last week, and uh, I did get an email, and I apologized to her that I hadn't responded yet. But what Marjorie told me was that when she took column to the Catholic priest, they tried to exercise a demon, and they all came under attack. Uh, so this will be an awesome opportunity. I'm asking for the folks out there that are believers to agree with us tonight for the deliverance of Colin, that right now that uh, he will come home with his mother, and she'll get him to the telephones, and we're going to see what God will do for him tonight. And we bind uh, the devils that would try to attack her. Yes. We take all of their powers away in the yes. name of Jesus and cage them. And we forbid them to interfere with the authority over that boy's life, which right now is his mother, in Jesus' name. Yes, we bind the strong man and call him right now and all the demonic spirits in Jesus' name. And we command them to be caged now in Jesus' name, and we forbid them to communicate with one another in Jesus' name. So Amen. we need to get him back over to the radio program. Um, you're listening to live radio. We've got Dr. Pat Holliday on tonight. We've got open lines. And while we're waiting for Marjorie to call, we're going to take another caller. Uh, if you would like to call tonight, the number is 917-889-2745. Let's try the caller again. Yeah. Caller, you're on the air with Dr. Pat Holliday. Can you hear us? Hello? Okay, not sure what's going on there. Um, an exciting night, Dr. Pat. Sometimes uh, if they have their phones up too high, yes. it makes that sound, my son said. So tell them to turn their uh, level of uh, volumes down and see if you can hear them. Yes, uh, caller, I see your hand up. That means you want to call to talk. Let's try you again. Uh, can you hear us now, caller? You're on the air with Dr. Pat. Try turning down your uh, your speaker volume. Can you hear us now? We bind any demonic interference with this uh, caller trying to get through in Jesus' name. Amen. Caller, are you there? Okay, let's talk. Um, okay, yes. The uh, thing about the child, children are getting possessed all over the country, both in the churches and outside the churches. They're being possessed through the cartoons, yeah. uh, through mi movies like uh, the Narnia series and the Harry Potter. You see, in the Harry Potter series, they started with that young boy was eight years old. And the children have grown up in witchcraft wizardry schools from eight years, and every year or so she writes a new book teaching them witchcraft uh, just like they're in school. And so um, what happens is that uh, by the time the kid is 18 years old, uh, that kid is thoroughly indoctrinated into witchcraft and wizardry and sex. I think this last movie that they put out, I think the professor, they made him into a homosexual. And I think I we have Marjorie back on the line, Dr. Pat. Shall we go? Okay. Okay. Or me. Okay. Yes, you're on the line with Dr. Pat. 
Yes, Shannon, I'm back. And hey, Marjorie. Home. Okay. Now, is your son there? Yes, he is. Can, can you put? Can he? Can he come on the phone and be on the radio? Tell him. Okay, I can. Yes, he's on the phone. What's hey, your name? Column. Huh? Column, is that your name? Yes. And you're 12 years old? Yes. Okay. Do you know Jesus Christ? Yes. Have you ever asked him to be your personal Savior? No. Can you do it today? Yes. Well, let's pray. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask you to come. I ask you to come. And live in my heart. And live in my heart. And forgive me. And forgive me. For all of my sins. For all of the sins. And be my personal Savior. And be my personal Savior. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. That you died on the cross. That you died on the cross. Just for me. Just for me. And you are calling me today. And you are calling me today. To be a man of God. To be a man of God. And I accept your invitation. And I sent your invitation. Jesus. Yes, say Jesus. Jesus. There are some things in me that I do not like. There are some things in me that I do not like. And they've been with me a long time. And they've been with me for a long time. And they talk in my mind. And they talk to my mind. And they try to control my life. And they try to control my life. And they make me angry. And they make me angry. And they make people dislike me. And they make people dislike me. And so I ask you to bind them up. So I ask you to bind them up. Cage them. Just say the word, cage them. Cage them. Cage them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I command them. I command them. To let me free. To let me free. I no longer want you. I no longer want you. Because Jesus loves me. Because Jesus loves me. And he is now my God. And he is now my God. Now, I'm going to call those things to go out, and I want you to just call for me, okay? Take some deep breaths and call them out. (sighs) Go ahead, do that. Take a deep breath and drop them out. Every one of them. 
everyone. Do it again, son. They have to obey. Do it again. All. All controlling spirits, you will leave. That familiar spirit that came in, I bind you and cage you. And I command that you will let this child free. He does not belong to you. And all the harassment that you put him through, I torture you with the blood of Jesus forever. And I forbid any reinforcements to come back. Now, Shannon, you be calling them out as I pray. Every one of you, loose. You come out. Every one of them. All. Nothing. Nothing, nothing can stay now. Out. Out. I cut the serpentine spirit out of the spine. I cut your tail. I cut Leviathan. I cut your tail. Python, your tail. All snake spirits in the stomach. Out. All tormenting, nightmares come out. Every spirit that has come to torment this child. You, go, you, Jesus. in Jesus' name, you must leave. You must you leave spirits. in Jesus' name. Everyone in name. one accord, everyone in one accord, take a deep breath, son. Say, thank you, Jesus. Son, thank say, you. thank you, Jesus. Now say, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come in. Come in. And burn all these spirits out of me. And burn all these spirits out of me. Now. Now take a deep breath and the Holy Ghost is coming in with his holy fire. And he's burning them out right now. Cough them out. Cough them out. All of them. Spirits you must bow, must come out. Every one of you. There's not one of you that can stay. Every one of you are caged. All. You will come out of his mind. You will come out of his uh, spine, out of his stomach. Everyone. Nothing can stay in the name of Jesus. Now, son, say, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Fill me. Fill me. With your Holy Ghost. With your Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How are you feeling? Good. You're feeling better, right? Yeah. Amen. And I ask ask the Holy Ghost to surround you with warring angels to protect you. And I take authority over every spirit in your room. I take authority over every nightmare spirit, every tormenting spirit, every blinding, deafening spirit, every spirit of sickness, every mean, angry spirit, and I command you to come out right now. Take a deep breath and cough them out. Out. (coughs) Out. Out. That's right. All. All. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank him, son. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You feel a lot better because those things are gone. And we command those spirits to be caged 
all the spirits in the house, and we ask you, Father, to send your warring angels, and we ask you to send them to the feet of Jesus right now for torment before their time for attacking this child. And we just surround this child with the glory of God, and we ask you, God, to make him hunger for the things of Jesus and protecting Jesus from the wiles of the enemy. And we'll give you praise and glory in Jesus' holy name. And, son, I'm glad you came and got free. You feel free now? Yes. Feel better, don't you? Mm-hmm. Because you know why? Because you are now a bona fide child of God. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Mommy, did you see his face change? No, I didn't. You didn't? <laughs> no, he, he just looked concerned. So I, I pray. I pray sometimes I, you know. Don't you confess what you did in the past. Something just happened to your son. Whether you see it or not, something happened to you. Oh, I know Jesus is working on him. I know. No, he's not working. No, 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 Marjorie. Jesus is not working on him. Jesus just is delivering him. I look for his face to change, and I just, I didn't see it, but maybe that's just me, so I, I pray, I pray that it is. I've just had, I've had so many people, and I know that Jesus... Okay, Marjorie, Marjorie, I want you to pray now. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask you in the name of Jesus. I ask you in the name of Jesus. To give me faith. To give me faith. You are not a deliverer of everybody but my son. Go ahead. What did you say? You are not a deliverer. You are not a deliverer of everybody but my son. But my son. And your name was used. And your name was used. My son was coughing out devils. My son was coughing out devils. And in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus. Help me to believe and see. Help me to believe and see. That you're not a liar. That you're not a liar. That when you say that you came to set the captives free. That when you say you came to set the captives free. That you came for my son, Colin. That you came for my son, Colin. And myself. And myself. And all of my family. And all of my family. And if we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We shall be saved. We shall be saved. Now I want you to say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask you to come and live in my heart. I ask you to come and live in my heart. And be my personal Savior. And be my personal Savior. And I ask you to deliver me. 
And I ask you to deliver me from all false religious spirits. From all false religious spirits. I renounce them. I renounce them. And I receive Jesus Christ today. And I receive Jesus Christ today. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. And I command. And I command. Every religious spirit. Every religious spirit. To come out of me now in Jesus' name. To come out of me now in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of Kundalini. Kundalini. I bind the spirit of Kundalini. I command him to come out of me now. I command him to come out of me now. And in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of Leviathan over my mind. Leviathan. I bind the spirit of Leviathan over my mind. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Satan, you have no control over my son. And Satan, you have no control over my son. You have no control over my family. You have no control over my family. Because today. Because today. Jesus Christ is taking control. Jesus Christ is taking control. Of me. Of me. Colin. Calm. And my family. And my family. Omega Man and Pat Holiday. Omega Man and Pat Holiday. Are not doing this work. Are not doing this work. It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says. Because the Bible says. That Jesus Christ came. That Jesus Christ came. He said the devil came to rob, kill, and destroy. The devil came to rob, kill, and destroy. And that he has come. And that he has come. To give me life. To give me life. And my family life. And my family life. And more abundantly. And more abundantly. Jesus is my deliverer. Jesus is my deliverer. And the Bible says. And the Bible says. Whosoever the Son shall set free. Whosoever the Son shall set free. Shall be free indeed. Shall be free indeed. And today. And today. I believe that Colin I believe that Colin has set free by the hand of Jesus Christ himself. Has been set free by the hand of Jesus Christ himself. Now Satan Now Satan You will loose my mind You will loose my mind My body My body My spirit My spirit and you will come out of me now in Jesus' and name. And you will come out of me now in Jesus' name. Now you take a deep cough and cough them out. All. Everyone. Come out. 
everyone. Come out. All. 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 You cannot stay. Nothing can stay. All family curses and spells ten generations back. Come out. We break the power of her life. We break all religious spirits. We break all bindings. We break Python. We cut your tail. Command you to loose her right now. Leviathan, come out of that mind in the name of Jesus. Everyone, everyone, take another deep breath and call them out. Nothing can stay. Nothing can stay. The blood of Jesus. We surround her with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. We plead the blood. We plead the blood. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord and mighty to be praised. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you for this child and this family and this mother. Where's your husband, honey? The father of my children, um, I divorced many years ago. He did something to my children. That's okay. You don't have to tell us. I'm I'm remarried. Okay. He he is a good man. Okay, first let's handle this first thing, okay? Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus, I forgive. Say, I forgive. I forgive. My first husband. My first husband. For all of the bad things that he did. For all the bad things he did. I ask you to forgive him. I ask you to forgive him. And I cover my children. And I cover my children. With the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. And today. And today. I cut all ley lines to him. I cut all ley lines to him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I put him in your power. I put him in your power. Jesus. Jesus. And I ask you to save him. And I ask you to save him. Now, your husband that you're with now, is he saved? Yes. Well, that's he's good. Kind of he's, been, like, I, he's kind of been a little in the wrong, I mean, the church of that, it, you know, God's a good God and yeah, yeah. we're going to sin. And But, you know, he believes in Jesus very much. All right. Now, here's the thing. Is he listening tonight? No, he's not. I can have him listen. Uh, well, maybe but I just I, I, um, but, let's let's pray for him tonight, and then the next time you call back, have him listen. Okay. Let's let's walk out what we've already got for tonight. Okay. 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 Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask you to save my husband. I ask you to save my husband. And sanctify him. And sanctify him. And fill him with the Holy Ghost. And fill him with the Holy Ghost. And Jesus. And Jesus. You are the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. You are the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. And I ask you. And I ask you. To come in me now. To come in me now. 
and burn all the rest of the spirits out in Jesus' name. And burn all the rest of the spirits out in Jesus' name. And take a deep breath. The Holy Spirit's coming to burn. Deep breath. That's right. Now, cough them all out. Everyone. Everyone. All. All. Everyone. The Lord is good and great and mighty. He's standing right in front of you, delivering you like he did your son. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want you to say again, say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Cage all of those spirits that's come out in this house tonight. Take all of those spirits that's coming out in this house tonight. Take them to your feet. Take them to your feet. Judge them. Judge them. And cast them into judgment before their time. And cast them into judgment before their time. And Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus. I ask you to fill me and baptize me. I ask you to fill me and baptize me. With your Holy Spirit. With your Holy Spirit. Now just lift your hands and praise him for what he's done to your family this night for them. Just start praising you, Jesus. Praise 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 you, Jesus. That's right. And just open your mouth and let him come through with your gift of tongues. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We glorify you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just open your mouth and just let him come through with your gift of tongues. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. How do you feel? I feel wonderful. I've got my little 11-year-old son over here praying with me. He has been asking Jesus into his heart the same as I've been doing. Oh, ask him. Tell him to get on the phone. Ask him to get on the phone. Okay, this is Leland. Leland. Hey, Leland. Hi. Hey, Leland. Well, glory to uh, God. Jesus Christ loves you. Ask him to baptize. Hmm. Ask him to say, Lord Lord Jesus. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my heart. Be my personal Savior. Be my personal Savior. And Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus. Forgive me of all of my sins. Forgive me of all of my sins. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. Show me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now now take a deep breath. (sighs) And say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Burn all of the spirits that are not of you out of me now. Burn all the spirits out of me. Um, Wayla. Okay, now take a deep cough and cough them out like your brother did. <coughs> Everyone. All. Everyone. Come out. Everyone. Everything. Out. The blood is against you. The blood, the blood, and we're talking to those spirits. Now, I bind them and cage them and send them to the feet of Jesus. 
Everyone. All. All. Everyone. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask you to let I the Holy Ghost. You, let I the Holy Ghost let come Holy in. Ghost come in. And baptize me with your Holy Spirit. And baptize me with your Holy Spirit. And take a deep breath and let him come in. Here comes Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the brother. Jesus is baptizing you. Amen. Amen. Now just lift, now lift your hands up and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank him again. Amen, Jesus. Thank you. How do, Leland, how do you feel? I feel great. Amen. I've, now you're... I've, I feel relaxed. I feel relaxed and my heart is filled with joy. Oh, glory to God. Isn't Jesus good? Yes, he is. Amen. Amen. Well, you you sleep well tonight and we'll be praying for you. Amen. Amen. God is good. Uh, Where's mommy? Okay, we'll be praying for you. Mommy? That was my Leland. That was my youngest. Yeah. That was oh. so wonderful. Well, we, we claim all of your family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we claim all of your family for the glory of God. And if you need more prayer, you call us back, okay? Well, I do. I feel like I told Shannon, I've got a lot. My oldest one is absolutely demon-possessed. He doesn't live with me. Well, he's not like that anymore. Wait a minute. He's not like that anymore. No, my oldest one. Oh, how old is he? He is 29. Okay, chat room. Let's pray for the 29-year-old. He's not there, is he? No, he's in Portland. He's on meth. He has knowledge. He is into the new age. He He's almost on the verge of death now. He's, I haven't seen him for a long time. He won't call me because of my faith. He asked me three years ago if I thought he was possessed. He saw Jesus. He went to church. He got scared about things that he was doing. I mean, mm-hmm. he got up in the middle of the night, his, or he, he sneezed in his sleep, and his brother prayed. He said, God bless you. And he rose up, and his lips were purple, and his eyes were bright red. And he, he said in this guttural voice, you want to bring out the beast in me? And he... He so he got. I mean, he got scared, and he went to church, and he saw Jesus at the front, okay. and he was being shoved back in his pew. He, uh-huh. he felt something around his throat. He was being shoved in the pew, and so okay. the time said, "Man, what, he looks like a serpent." What's, what's his first name, Marjorie? Anthony. Anthony. Okay. Anthony. And uh, Anthony. Uh, I mean, Marjorie. Let's yes. just renounce. Let's just renounce, renounce that Catholic spirit over him and you and your family. Okay. Okay, I renounce the Catholic. I renounce spirit. that legalistic spirit. The Catholic spirits and all of the spirits connected to them, we engage in Jesus' name, and we command them to come out right now. 
take a deep breath and cough them out. Deep breath. <coughs> Everyone, we break allegiance to the Pope, the Eucharist, the sacraments, all of the Babylonian spirits to leave in the name of Jesus. Everything. Up again, they're right in your throat. They're right in your throat. Come out. Come out. Everyone. Oh. Nothing to stay. Nothing to stay. Nothing to stay. Nothing to stay. Every, there's more. Call them out. Call them out. All devotion. Novena. Every prayer made for your soul. All antichrist spirits. All rebellion. Come out. In the name of Jesus. Everything. Nothing can Everything. All. 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 Now take a deep breath and say, now, fill those empty places with the Holy Ghost. Fill those empty places with the Holy Ghost. And drive all the rest out, Lord. And I'll drive all the rest out. And we bind the mystery of Babylon and confusion. We bind the mystery of Babylon and confusion. And confusion. Come out. Come, Come out. out. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Oh. The blood of the Lamb. Yes. The blood of the Lamb. Jesus is great. Now fill her with the Holy Ghost, God, and take a deep breath and praise him as he baptizes. Praise you, Jesus. Yes. Amen. She's prayer. Amen. Prayer. Prayer. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Ask Thank him to you, give you your gift. Ask him to give you your gift of tongues. And you give just me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to give me the gift of tongues. Now you just raise give your hand and let him speak to you. It comes out as living waters from your stomach, not your yes. mind. You just raise your hands and just let him speak. Just speak in another language in Jesus' name right now. Raise your hands and speak. Go ahead. I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> you don't have them. Um, maybe he'll give them to me later. Well, if that's what I don't you know. Believe. It's not, and I don't hear it in my voice. But you know what? Well, I if that's what joy you believe, in my that, heart. Yeah, well, he'll give it to you, but and he may well he give will. it to you later. Okay, dear. I believe he will. But I believe you him. be. You be blessed. And we are glad that you called. God bless you, Dr. Pat. You know, there's so many of us. It's not just me. It's not just my family. You know, it's my daughter's friends. They speak to demons. They, I mean, they have demons that are around them. And I don't know what's going on these days, but I want him out, you know. I, I praise well, Jesus that he has healed me. And that he's healed my family. Yeah. And I believe. I believe. Well, God bless you. Uh, Marjorie, God um, bless you. I'd like to put you in contact with Dr. Pet. Dr. Pet, would you give um, an email that uh, Marjorie can contact you at? That you all can talk my offline e as well? My, uh, my email is holiday with two L's dot pat at gmail dot com. And uh, I'm about, 
Yeah, I'm I'm about two weeks behind in my email. Uh, <laughs> I bet I get, you are. I get a couple of thousand hits up on a scrib every day, and over five hundred on um, the MiracleInternetChurch.com, and then I get a whole bunch up at Remnant, and so I I I get to them as I can. So. Uh, but you can yeah, you know, I there, yeah, I was. I've tried to get my daughter to bring her friend over here. Her friend won't come over. I think she won't be come over because I really believe. I mean, I really believe in Jesus. I, okay, darling. But you know, I want to. I want to. I'll, I'll contact you, email, and you know, any issues and anything. And if I can help someone, when you know the Lord has healed me and. That's what I'd like to do. I just want to give my service to the Lord. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dr. Uh, You can write prayer requests up on um, Pat Holliday, on uh, MiracleInternetChurch.com. There's a prayer request. You can write it up on Rando, uh, Mandosh. uh, I don't have their, if they're on, um, write their put it on the chat room or something, but uh, also uh, BAMS, B-A-M-H-S, she's got a web page, and Omega. What is it? What is, how, does, how is it spelled? B-A-M-H-S, and also Omega Man has a place. So you've got a lot of places that you can yeah. go and put your prayer request in. Meantime, I see from the chat room, everybody's going to be praying. Oh, here's uh, Rando. It's www.randothemando.com. And give me uh, Bam, Bam HS up there, Rando, and I'll give her that one. And uh, it's... Um, it's... Um, Bams, uh, you can get to her through Rando because he's her husband anyway. So, Marjorie, before you. you go, we're going to stand in the gap with you for your uh, your son. His name is Anthony. Anthony, and he is, is in a he is in a dire way. I mean, a very bad bad. You way. pray for him, Omega Man. We're just going to pray right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, in conjunction with Doctor Pat. And Marjorie, who is Anthony's mother, we're going to use her as a proxy right now, so we stand in the gap for Anthony. We bind all witchcraft attacks that have come against him. We break all hexes and vexes and curses and spells off of Anthony right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the strong man in him. We command all demonic spirits in him to be caged in Jesus Christ's name. We apply the blood of Jesus to him right now. We pour the blood of Jesus in his throat. We ask God that you would loose warrior angels to go out there and smite the demons that are demonizing him and attacking him in Jesus' name. We ask God that you drop the scales off of his eyes and have him call his mother Marjorie. And I'm asking God that you would bring him back in the name of Jesus Christ. And we take authority over all witchcraft that has come down Marjorie's family line. We cut it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We break all hexes and vexes and witchcraft attacks and demonic spirits that have been sent against this family. 
through generational curse. We cut it right now in Jesus' name. We apply the blood of Jesus Amen. to it. And we ask Amen. God you'd loose a legion of warrior angels to encircle her and her family right now and all eight children, wherever they may be. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. The quad of Jesus' family. Amen. Dr. Pat, I have a question. Um, because I guess, you know, my grand, my great-grandmother, she was a shaman in the yes. Indian tribe, in the Choctaw yes. tribe. Would that, mm-hmm. yes. that be uh, in our line yes. also? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, and we bind all of those uh, witchcraft powers coming down your line ten generations back, ten generations forward. And we command every one of those Indian spirits to go into a cage right now. And you take a deep cough and cough them out. And we command them to leave the children too. In Jesus' name. Every one of them. All of them. Every one of them. Every one. You have no authority. You have no power. Every one. We cut all of the lines and we cut. Now, that's the answer to your son. Your son was the chosen one to receive those demons from that shaman. And we bind him and cut that son free from those spirits. And we bind him in him and we command those things to be caged. And you have to leave that boy in the name of Jesus. And we send you to the feet of Jesus from the mother and all of those children in Jesus' name. We give you praise and glory right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. You still got a few. I can see them. Let's go ahead and cough them out. That's right. Marjorie, I'm like a strong man in you right now in the name of Jesus. Any remaining demons, we take authority over you in the name of Jesus Christ. I stand in agreement with Dr. Pat Holliday. The word says, what do we bind on earth and be bound in heaven? So we bind you, you strong man. I'm talking to you, you foul spirit. Loose her in Jesus' name. The word rebuke you. Come out in Jesus' name. Father the God, send an angel Christ. down right now to go into Marjorie with a sword. Thrust them up, angels of God, in Jesus' name. Choke them out, angels of God. Attack formation. Command any Amen. demonic spirits remaining to engage in civil war right now. In Jesus' name. Loose her right now in Jesus' name. The whole the blood of Jesus to her. Come out in Jesus' name, you foul spirit. Amen. 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 Father God, fill now, her now, with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Yeah, fill her, Lord. Fill her. Take a deep breath. We call all of these spirits that came out of this family tonight, and we command those spirits to go to the feet of Jesus to be judged before their time in Jesus' name. And everybody is saying in the chat room that they're going to be praying for you and your family. And you stay in touch with us. Amen? I will. Amen. God is great, right? You feel wonderful? wonderful. God is wonderful. Okay. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. uh, If you got the King James Version of the Bible. uh, Yes, I do. If you don't, do you have it on tape? Do you have it so you can play it? No, I have the Bible. I have the King James Bible. Okay. It's Read my it to husband. your children. Read it to your children. And also, you can pull a King James Version down off of the Internet. Just type Bibles in the search engines, and you can pull a King James Version down in MP3, 
and listen to it. And so uh, we want you to get filled with the Word of God, okay? Okay. Okay. To God be the glory. God bless you, Marjorie. Amen. What a night. You're listening to uh, Mega Man Radio Show live. We've got Dr. Pat Holiday on tonight with the School of Deliverance. We've got about 17 minutes remaining, so we have some time still to take your call. And we have another one here, Dr. Pat. Let's see. Another caller. Caller, you're on the air with Dr. Pat Holiday. Yes, Thank can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, great, I great. Hear. Hi, 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 uh, Pat. How you doing? This is Eric. Uh, I just had a quick question for you. I mean, uh, can you pray for somebody that's in, in your family that's maybe in a different state or different country uh, and actually get some kind of effects? <laughs> well, you can pray for them because Jesus is all over the universe. And he's everywhere at one time. Uh, Don't ask me how God does that, because he's never told me. But if you're here and somebody's over in Germany, you can pray for them. You can get the deliverance ministry. Uh, I've got some of those uh, manuals on family deliverance up on my uh, e-books. And you can read those uh, uh, spirits and cage them. If you're not very mature in the spirit, you call and ask for prayer from these men and women of God that's, that uh, is uh, joining together to pray. But, yeah, they can be prayed for. They can cage the spirits. We don't cast them out without the person's will being involved. And uh, so uh, they need to know Jesus before you cast them out. But when you encage uh, or you cage a spirit... In a non-believer, you just pray for the Holy Ghost to go and convict them and uh, to bring them into the kingdom, and you become an intercessor that way. Does that answer your question? Yes, yes. And uh, I have have another quick question for you. I have a a family member that actually has, you know, with fertility problems being a a big problem these days, he had to have a, uh, I guess, uh, an egg donor uh, to, for him to have a child. So my question is, I mean, you know, the problem is you don't know who the female is who, own, who who donated the egg. You don't know the family history. You don't know any family curses that could have occurred. So what do you do in a situation where it's where God gives you a child, but you don't know whether there's a there's a family history or curse in that family bloodline? You have no idea about. So how do you how do you go? What would you do if you were me as his, his uh, you know, family member, I mean, uh, to, to pray for that situation. Well, you know, uh, it, it, the, the Bible talks about adoption. Mm-hmm. And when a, a family adopts a child, that child gets the same inheritances as if he were born into that family. Just like when we are saved and born again, we have the same benefits and privileges of being a grafted-in child of God, of the family of God. And we're adopted into the kingdom as Gentiles. And so uh, you just uh, go to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28, Leviticus, and you find those curses uh, on unbelievers, and you just read them and bind them, put them in a cage, 
and uh, you command those devils to go to the feet of Jesus, and then you read the blessings of Abraham over that child, and you release the blessings, and you have blessed that child. In Jesus' And it would name. cancel out any kind of curse or any kind of issues that it, may have been it, it, it would be broken. Well, that's great. Great. Thank you yeah. very much. Okay. Eric, uh, Eric, the uh, family member that you have, uh, what is their first name? Ken. Ken, and that's, do they know Jesus Christ or are they unsaved right now? Yes. Uh, so you're praying, you're, you're asking God to um, send the Holy Spirit and convict them that they would come to Christ? Yes. And so we're going to agree with you before we go. Father God, in Jesus' name, in agreement with Dr. Pat and with Eric, we lift up Ken. We bind the strong man inside him right now. We command him to be caged up. We bind all the demons operating in him right now and command him to be caged in Jesus' name. We ask God that you send your Holy Spirit to loose the scales from his eyes, that you would convict him of his need for your son, Jesus Christ. And we apply the blood of Jesus to that cage. We ask God that you loose your angels to read the word of God to that those demons in the cage, 24 hours a day to marinate them in Jesus Christ's name. Apply the blood of Jesus to them right now. Amen. Amen. Well, Check great, on Ken and let us know what happens to Ken. Great, I appreciate that. I just thought of one other thing, Pat. Uh, you know, in today's world, uh, you you have to have your child vaccinated to get into any kind of uh, uh, daycare or kindergarten or nursery school. Uh, the problem is, uh, I'm sure Omega Man, you know, knows this as well as I do that uh, it's a it's a big risk uh, knowing that yeah. the agenda today. To to uh, to vaccinate your child, how how would you you know how how do you handle a situation where you're faced with vaccinating your child and maybe going into a, an autistic situation or not being able to operate in this world? I mean, and, and can can yeah. can God override those vaccinations through prayer? Well, I think that you can opt out of them. I, I I've heard. Um uh, Alex Jones say that you can sign an affidavit and forbid them to vaccinate your children. But mm-hmm. just how far that goes and all, I, I don't know. Do you know anything, Amiga Man? Uh, is your, Eric, has your child already been vaccinated? No, this is for my, my brother's child. Okay, yeah. Most states, there's what's known as a waiver. Uh, they mm-hmm. may not be forthcoming with uh, telling you that you have that option, but uh believe that it was signed in to Congress because as part of this new legislation where you're not allowed, apparently, to sue the government for vaccinations, uh, they mm. have an opt-out clause. So what you do is uh, tell them you demand a waiver because uh, it's against your objections, uh, against your faith, religious objections, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you sign that, and then they'll put that on the file. But uh, you have a right to that as far as you know. And there's uh, a website called... Truth About Vaccinations, Google that, I think. It's truthaboutvaccinations.org, and they'll even give you a little bit more uh, legal uh, ammo in case they say, well, that doesn't exist. We can say, well, here's the law. And also, well, because, you, yeah. can Google, you can Google physicians against vaccinations and probably turn up some that don't do it. Maybe there'll be one in your area. Well, I guess no one that, you know, I've, I've known people all along that have, you know, here and there that I've had children who are autistic, and I, I, I'm under the, uh, I, I, I think that a lot of these autism 
if not all of them, uh, are caused by these vaccines. But you know, you're a conspiracy wacko if you if you say that. Uh, can can you can God you know cure these autistic children? Well, because God, that's, that's, uh, God be nice can do any young man. God can do anything. But mm. the point is, is why subject him to them if there's a legal way that they don't have to? And so yeah. what uh, Brother Omega is telling you is to go up on that website and find out what you can do legally to protect the child. Well, Eric, Omega, uh, and would you understand what I'm saying? Would you, yes. uh, if you had a we child? We understood. Right? I would not let him vaccinate my child. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I would not vaccinate. But here's my problem, Eric, is uh, I did not give my son vaccinations. I lost him in a, uh, a divorce. And uh, my... My ex-wife then took him out and gave him every vaccination that I had kept him protected from. And uh, nothing I could do about that. But what I did do is I plead the blood over him, and I asked God to heal him in Jesus' name, and I cancel out all vaccinations or any neurotoxins that were injected in him in Jesus' name. And you can claim authority of them in a case where they have been vaccinated and there was nothing you could do to stop it. So you've done that yourself. And, and felt the, and seen the power. Uh, I could only do it from remote because uh, I was not able to get in there with him and do it firsthand. But uh, I believe uh, in the healing power of Jesus Christ, and um, I have no doubt in my mind that by standing in the gap for my son as his father, that uh, he will be healed of any damage. And so, uh, time went on, and there have been no uh, autistic uh, side effects. But clearly, there's many that have given their children the vaccinations, and it has um, caused them to have mental disorders. Well, that, that's the problem. That's, that's, that's why I do not recommend vaccines. Well, that, that's why it, it's, it's more than a tragedy. It's just something that plagues the child to the time they're, they're, you know, until they're old and gray and die. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a shame. You know, the problem is... Uh, <laughs> You know, how do you convince uh, a, a public that's 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 so uh, awash in the mainstream media that you 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 really shouldn't vaccinate your child because it's like Russian roulette with them? Yeah, they know? get injected with thimerosal. They get in- injected with uh, squalene, which is a a toxic oil. There's about 23 different um, dangerous uh, ingredients that are encapsulated in the vaccines, and uh, there've been people that have been perfectly normal. They take the vaccine and then they become vegetables. So, folks, it's a it's it's demonic. Um, there has never been any vaccine that has been proven to cure illnesses. Even polio was contaminated with SV40, which was AIDS, and a number of people came down with cancer and AIDS as a result. So, um, I do not believe in them, my my friend. And uh, there may be a time where they will try to force them on us, but as long as I have the ability to object, uh, I will not take one or have my children take one. I will go for the waiver. Uh, somebody, some, somebody wrote on the uh, chat room uh, a link that uh, shows you the states that you can get exemptions from them. So if you're on living dot com. Slash state vacc exempt dot html. Oh, um, excellent! I appreciate that. Uh, well, one, one last thing is, uh, you know, my brother actually had to go through a uh, torturous four years of of uh, infertility and going through IUI and in, in vitro fertilization. And what he tells me is that there are just a ton of other family and couples that are going through this, whether they're in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Uh, 
Uh, It almost seems to me that this is part of the diabolical plan of uh, depopulation. I mean, do you think I'm off base when I'm saying something like that? Well, yes, it is part of it through the uh, water systems and through the food that they're uh, serving us. And this is why Christians need to get uh, uh, water uh, clarifiers. They need to pray over everything that they put in their mouths because they're trying to poison us. Mm. So I'm not crazy. Fluoride. It's fluoride. Oh, absolutely not, Eric. You're you're right on target. There is a a planned move to take us down to 500 million. They're trying to kill 5.5 billion of us. We appreciate you calling in tonight, Eric. Well, because there couldn't have been this problem with with fertility 20, 30 years ago uh, like there is today. There just couldn't have been unless we just didn't know about it. Eric, Eric. Uh, we're going to have to move on because I think there's other okay, callers. Sorry about that. Okay. Well, God bless you for calling in tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Omega Man. Take care. You're listening to Omega Man Radio, and I think we have one more caller we can take. Uh, stand by. Caller, you're on the air with uh, Dr. Pat Holliday. Can you hear us? Oh, can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead, caller. Thank you for holding Wonderful. Me. Okay. Maybe I'll be a fast one this evening. <laughs> okay. I've been doing a lot of... Um, Spiritual warfare over family members and friends and binding and loosing and casting out and all that. And I think I'm kind of kind of coming under attack. Like two weeks ago, I was walking the dogs, and I tripped over them and fell and just slammed my side into the asphalt really hard. And so then my chest started hurting. And the first week, I was just praying, and it was it was held low. But then last week, it started feeling like a sharp knife in there. And it just all the prayer and prayer and prayer and trying to cast it out. And, and uh, just, I'm kind of tired of battling for it. We're going to pray for you right now. What's your first name? Oh, I'm Trish. Trish. Uh, Dr. Pat, you want to pray first? Uh, You want to put your hand right there where you've been hurting in your chest? It's there. It's also on my back. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over this traumatic injury, and we bind every devil that came Mm -hmm. in, and we cage them. We command Mm -hmm. all of the spirits of infirmity to go into that cage right now in the name of Jesus. We bind the kundalini spirit, cut your tail off, command you to go up in that cage right now. Every spirit, come up and out now, Paul. We don't have to call you out by name. Everything, the blood of Jesus, 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 the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Come out. The blood. The blood. We command you to get out by the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. We give you glory for your blood. Look in envelopes. I bind any strong man in you right now. I bind any remaining demonic spirits. Loose her. In Jesus' name, come out right now. Amen. Go to Jesus to be judged before your time. Looser in Jesus' name. Apply the blood of Jesus to you right now. Holy Spirit, send your warrior angels down right now to grab the yes. demons and yank them out in the name of Jesus, any that are remaining. Get out. Come out in Jesus' name. Looser with the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. Looser in Jesus' name right now. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ, you foul spirit. Oh, come out in Jesus' name. Father God, fill her with your Holy Spirit right now. We apply the blood of Jesus to her right now. We break any witchcraft attacks that have been sent against you. We bind any demon spirits. We break any hexes and vexes and witchcraft. Any curses have been uttered against her. 
Amen. We bind it and command it to come off of her right now and go back to where they came from in Jesus' name. We bind all spirit of infirmity. Command you to loose her in Jesus' name. In the name of Amen. Jesus Christ, yes. we pray. In the name of Jesus, precious holy Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes. Now take one deep cough and cough them all out. Okay. <laughs> Everyone, leave. Come out in Jesus' name. Everything named, everything not named, in go. the name of Jesus, out. You must go all. now in Jesus' name. All. Amen. All are in agreement. Amen. Out. Yes. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Uh, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy come Spirit. in and burn them the rest of them uh, out in Jesus' name. Come in, yes. Holy Spirit. Burn yes. them all out. Your yes. fire power. Now take a deep cough and cough them all out. Now, <laughs> every, hey, there comes a whole bunch. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Now, have you ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I think I have. Lord's been really working a lot the last year and a half, and last year I couldn't stand it. I just ran up and I filled the tub. I'd never been water baptized. I threw myself in there, came up, you know, <laughs> baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then I put my hand on my okay. head and said, now receive you the Holy Spirit. And after that, oh, my gosh, all I knew was there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes. And I was so okay, clean. Okay, take, oh. take a deep breath and say, baptize me with the Holy Spirit now.